Hey everybody, welcome again to another episode of the Table Podcast. We're sitting here sipping on a on a Pellegrino, and I hope you're enjoying your day. If you like the podcast, tell your friends about it. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Somebody tell somebody. Today, man, this podcast is everything that you want it to be and more, I guarantee you. It's a conversation with the fam, the crew, my brother drew hands on it, and the incredible, the incredible, infamous, legendary... I mean, people tell stories about this guy. He's kind of like, there's there's Sasquatch, there's Chupacabra, and then there's Nate Hand. Ladies and gentlemen, check out the podcast. We love you. We'll see you next time. Nate Hand. First the barricade, now the table. Are you counting calories? Uh, I watch my my caloric intake. Why? Because whatever you put in, you got to burn off. Do you think all calories are the same? No. It's like, for example, watermelon. I mean, yes. Don't talk yes. to me about watermelon, Nick. You know we can't agree on that. <laughs> like, We've had this conversation. This. First of all, I'll tell you something. I would think that, I mean, calories are the same. Of course, their calories are the same. Why wouldn't they be the same? I mean, they bur- may uh. burn different, but they're the same. Like watermelon, for example, it takes more calories... To burn watermelon, it's actually in watermelon, so it's technically negative calories when you eat watermelon. Yeah, but if they're not the same in how they burn, then they don't leave at the same rate. So it well, matters like what they are. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's like, like wood. wood. It's basically yeah. like yeah, depending yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fuel, man. It's that's like calories. People. Clean calories versus dirty calories. So yeah. what? We're, so hundred like percent harder to process. Yeah, but when it boils Strangers, down, stranger danger. Calorie, calories, calories, calories. Oh, good old calorie. <laughs> calories like are Game just of calories are just energy, right? Yeah. So if it's energy, well, it's, it's, a, energy it's a measurement energy. of energy. It's like saying right. degrees. Right? But if I put in ten calories, it doesn't matter what I put in. I mean, I'm gonna burn ten. I gotta burn ten calories to get them off. But then I think that's the argument: is are all calories the same? Because if they're not, then you can't make them the same. No, How no, will we know? Know what it'd be? It would because be like you, this: like I'm having yeah. ten. I'm I'm moving soon. I need ten people to help me move. Right. Mm-hmm. Those ten people can be ten. Right. Big, weak. Yeah, weak. Weak joint. You know. <laughs> it's gonna be too specific, right there. Um, people, or they can be quality strong right. men. Yeah. Right. You want strong men? Because again, calories. So then, what? Do you watch your caloric intake? No. What do you? So. What, I think. Why you don't like, think it matters? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> I think it depends on what you're eating. I think it can matter. I think if you're eating a lot of stuff that's like processed or. And I'm not, I mean, my wife would laugh hearing me talk about this on a podcast, but. Why? Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not super specific. What's your diet like, stuff. Nate? Listen. Lots of ramen. Lots of ramen. <laughs> it is lots of ramen. Have you ramen ever had pho? Right. What? Have you ever had pho? Yeah. I've never, I've never had it. I think I should try it today. Yeah, we should. I think you should. I heard pretty bomb change life. Have you ever noticed how weird it is when people like take on accents that they weren't born with? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you. Like you ever ha- see like an old guy, right? Like sitting at a right. sitting at a store, mm-hmm. and he's like talking like, "Hey there, your son, how are you doing?" Yeah. Like, and you're like, "When did you start talking that way?" Yeah, you I know think, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you like, too. If you if you look at the group too, because if they're the only person out of the group that talks like that, then it's even more weird. Yeah, like if you're if because I think some people pick up accents really easy. Yeah. Well, they also have different play voices. Right, like your friend right. circle has a different play voice. Like if you're right. joking with me, you have a tendency just to joke with me like this. I feel like we impersonate our grandparents when we tease each other. Is what it is. It's some, <laughs> it's some form of Harold and Josephine. <laughs> like, so true. But that's what I'm saying. Like people become like. When do you? 
in life become a character. Right. Because it's for sure a character. Like, think about our president, right? Like, his voice is a character, right? I like, feel it, like I mean, at can't some be accidental. Like, I have never heard anybody else talk like that, so I don't know where you'd pick it up. But well, did he talk weird. like that the right. whole time that he was ever. Didn't he talk like that when he was young? What? Kind like in old videos it's, of, it's, of Trump? I feel like it's more exaggerated now. now it's, yeah, now it's like he's very direct. He's found, uh, his, he's found his timber. It's going to be the best. We're going to do it. We're going to do it huge. The best. Huge. Do, do your do your <laughs> Trump, Nate. <laughs> I can't. Do it. I can repeat right after you, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't have more a good parroting. Donald. My my Donald is my Donald. Your Donald. Your my Donald, Donald my is Donald. a little bit more of, it's like a mimic of somebody else's Donald. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when I do Donald Trump, I'm actually doing like Jimmy Fallon's version or like um Alec Baldwin's version of yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, and even theirs are like subtly different in what they. They're emphasize. subtly different. They're subtly different. Right. I feel like do Baldwin's your, do, more tone. Let me hear yours. I can't. I can't Try. even do it. So like, <laughs> we're gonna fly to Mars. <laughs> we're gonna put a flag on the on Mars. It's gonna be the best flag. You've never seen a flag like this. Even if they put another flag up, you've never seen it. Never heard it. We're gonna build a wall around that flag. The Martians are gonna pay for it. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> never, you've never seen a flag like this flag. What's funny is I know you're doing Trump, but it sounds nothing like yeah, Trump. I know. Nothing, nothing, it's like they gotta nothing, do a flag. It's, 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 it's really up like here. It. You're pulling it up here, and if you keep it's, it up it's, there, it's pacing and it's it's pacing it's and it's lots of s's and it's really uptown. Right, it's uptown funk. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like really uptown. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> it is. It's yeah. It's. He's it's a, almost like the the old school TV like baseball announcer, right, or like yeah. po- like when it's black and white political. He's videos. at second. He's yeah, <laughs> got a little bit of that. Here he comes. He's Here rounding. he comes. He's rounding. He's sliding in. Oh my gosh! He's made it. It's a homer. Like it's that. And he even like when he gets excited, it gets a little bit more. Na- <laughs> it's a homer. You won't. You won't. He's a homer. It's a homer. <laughs> it's a homer. <laughs> it's always no er. It's a. It's always a homer. <laughs> Do you think that they actually talk like that? I feel like you didn't have clout unless you were like from the but East Coast. We be, so it but, all but my oh, thing is yeah. like, would we be sitting around being like, how was your week? It's good to see you. Like, I mean, that's a character voice. Right. Right. That's true. Isn't it? Or is it not? I feel like it is. I mean, Do you think I, it's just the way things sounded back then too? That that or I think it's like pop culture where you, you see a movie and somebody talks a certain way and because they're that tough guy, like you get that whole Clint Eastwood thing where... Even he's like, well, yeah, you know. Well, I'll tell you but for he sure. He has like a tone and a voice. Like accents are picked up. Yeah. Like yeah. When I mean, you oh. take it like an American and put them around an Australian, and before you know it, the American starts talking a little bit like the Australian. Yeah. Right, hundred percent. But there is something about accents too that makes certain like, I don't know, concepts and controversial issues a little bit more tolerable. Like when they say things, they can get like, look, for example, I feel like someone who had like my British and my Australian really crosses, but um. I feel like you can get away with saying more. Maybe, maybe it just sounds nicer. Maybe, with an accent, maybe, yeah, yeah, depending. But they're, I mean, they're learned. Yeah. What's your best accent you can you got got I'm in that not, tool belt? I, I like I said, I can do it if I hear it. Like I can impersonate people more okay. easily. So let's do some Australian. Put some brekkie on the Barbie. <laughs> brekkie on the Barbie. Like it's, <laughs> I just, I can't. It's the thing. I have to hear like I can't hear an impersonation of it, and then do an impersonation of that. Like I, I love how it's all raw. It's still the baseball player's version of Brecky of the Bobby. Right, some form of like, like hurry it up, and maybe they won't still, notice. He, he takes whatever the baseball player that he adds a little straight like accent on the top of it. Like if I do it like that, it's I probably, feel like excitement. Excitement is okay, my favorite. Okay, so so so, so 
So try and put it right here, like when you're talking like, um, like from Australia. Australia, mate, see, I go to the British, but we can be like, from the land of Oz, put some, bar, put some brekkie in the barbie, would you? Right, but I don't think I can do like a neutral, I have to have like a character. So like a Steve Irwin or somebody that's like a, Okay, so do Bear a, Grylls, do, a, like do a, Bear Grylls. Oh God, I can't think, but I need to hear what he says. Like, pull up Bear Grylls talking, talks. and then types of things. When you hear Bear, then you, like, like for instance, like a Steve Irwin, like when he said things, he always said royally, like royally, whatever. Royally, I feel like that like was a crikey. thing he said, but he would say royal, royally, like every time. Uh -huh. So like, like, Crikey. imagine like the R's, that, the imagine that you're Steve Irwin, cool. and I'm interviewing you, and I'm like, Steve, how's it been? <laughs> like Steve, here we go. Let's practice. Ready and action. Wait, Steve. Wait, hang on. You wait, need what? A reference. Oh, you need a reference. Okay. Yeah. So you want Steve Irwin first yeah. or Bear Grylls? Let me do Steve. Let me. Let me keep ending up in impersonations. Because it's hilarious. In the northeastern, an offal in and around the water. In and around the water. Okay. Crikey! Like it's you got to figure out what it is that they shorten. And things they just don't quite say. And it's not exact, but it's like, it's a, it's But like, it's in there. Oh, Go to Bear Grylls, too. Oh, crikey. Look at him. Like, <laughs> you are pretty good at it, though, if you hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's from, I don't know. I really think it's from, like, listening to people's voices when I've done things in the past, like, mixing sound or something because you have to listen to like what they're doing here's bear grills although they achieve a humane way to kill oh, the no, eye i have no idea what this is gonna taste like yeah we do there's a video of bear grills literally eating an animal eyeball pause it oh my god of course miguel would choose the most <laughs> disgusting the bear girl of all episode. time oh my gosh he's like eating literally an animal's eyeball like full of juices just rolling out of his mouth and then worms oh. you you know i just always like wondered like when do people like discover too that they have a good voice like a for example like a movie announcer voice right. like do you like for example so like this spring like are you talking this to your, spring do you talk to your kids and your wife and your friends like that you know what i mean Baby, would you get me some coffee? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's probably, it probably, Should we go to the store, kids? Yeah. Like, do they still talk like that? I don't think they do it as much. I feel like now they just do clip lines mostly from the movie. Like, there's no narrator overtone. It's just like... So I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna reel. give you a movie and you give me a narration of the movie. <laughs> okay. Give me a premise? You want yeah. me to give you a premise? Yes, yes. So I'm gonna give you a premise. So the premise is... Um, it's it's the genocide of the penguins. What? Why yes. is so genocide? Why yes. does that have to be the topic? <laughs> well, because that's what it is. It can't be epic. We're trying. Give me something epic. I don't oh, want like. Okay. You, um, want, you want epic voice? You got to give me like. Okay, a, so uh, oh, penguin. Something's penguins, happening. Penguins learn to fly. Okay. Oh, so like you could do a Disney version. Like, yeah. So here, this spring, you won't believe it. So give us like background movie music. Like movie trailer music. Okay. Like look up look up movie trailer and then, uh, and <laughs> movie trailer background music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Movie trailer background music. So like we'll give you a premise. You don't like the the penguins dying one. So you want ping, penguins learn to fly. There it is. Go. 
Oh god, hang on. I had to think for a second of the prompt. Wait, start it I over. Okay, here we go. Hang Are on. you ready? Me, no, okay. no, no. Give me one second dude, just to think of prompt. I gotta figure out where dude, I'm gonna go with it. How about try improv, okay. dude? How about try off the cuff, dude? Ready? Okay. Here we go. Your topic is penguins learn to fly. Penguins learn to fly. All right. They used to be flightless. <laughs> a world they never knew. This spring, join us as penguins take flight. <laughs> okay, give, give me one. Give me one. Um, okay. Give me a different like background too. All right. Something I can't. I got. I got to be in the moment. I can't so, even know what the thing. So what here's the, the, here's the premise. Okay. We. Okay, so it's it's like one of those future like push sci-fi concepts right so what, what's okay. happening is, is like world's a disaster we got to take off and trump's plan finally succeeded we're going to mars right okay we're going to and mars we get there and here's the premise okay. and you're going to lean to it is when we get there we find out that we're not alone right ready go okay hit me got girl or guy boys girl they girl. wanted us to go to mars they said it will be like a land you never knew they said but when we got there, the unconscionable happened. Our eyes met the creatures of Mars. We looked into their soul, and they saw us. Oh my gosh. But it was not just that. For when we thought we have seen all we can say, there was even more. Like that, dude. <laughs> oh my god. What a like you already want to watch that movie, Take don't you? Yeah. I wonder why they stopped doing this mini voice. I feel like it's maybe it's too hard of a sell. I don't know, but it feels good. What was it's too hard of a sell? I don't know. I I think I don't know. Maybe that they just seemed like they stepped away from it. Maybe it was like, like they don't do that as movie. much. Yeah, like they they more and I feel like a lot of it too happened with like the repeat franchise films. Uh -huh. Like how many voiceover narrations could you have for Final Fast and Furious movies? Dude, I'll tell you what. Who like could you do? You know who could do? Like, you know who could do them all day long. Over and over is Liam Neeson. He has the perfect like. Yeah, he you said that's I mean? where he lives. He lives in. He lives. <laughs> he lives with a particular set of skills. <laughs> I am yeah. Liam Neeson. Dude, if he if he ever, I wish he became. Dude, I, I, I want. I like hearing you do impersonations, I, so I need you to do the Liam Neeson yeah, before dude, we move on. Okay, so I would. I think <laughs> that a, a great idea, and uh -huh. Liam, if you're watching. Watch and listen. Go. Ready? He should stop doing what he's doing, and he should just become like a lifestyle blogger, like vlogger. Yeah. Because it would be like he'd be like, "This morning," you know, he'd be like, <laughs> "Now you're doing the announcer voice." Hang on, you, do you do this? Nation. This, uh, this morning, there's Liam. I have to find Liam. He's smoking. He has a cold. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. He's been smoking for lots of years, but he also yeah, has a cold. Liam, give me Liam Neeson. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. And he, and he, I have acquired. So, so intense. Here we go. A friend gave this to me. It's yeah. Albanian. A friend gave this to me. <laughs> this morning. This morning I woke up and I had cereal. It was, I had cornflakes. A little bit of sugar. My wife, I kept it from her. She wants me to watch it. What? Like if he's, if, like just telling you about his day. Hey, what? A little bit, a little bit got, of sugar. My got, wife, she wants to me store. to watch it. Putting the inflections <laughs> in the wrong place, I dude. Know, but I feel like he does that. Listen to him hey, talk. A little he bit of sugar. My wife, she wants listen, to. Listen, listen, it's all inflection. It's all random inflection. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you if want. If you were looking for a dance. Liam, Liam Neeson's words dance. But what I do have. 
But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Very particular skills set of skills. Give me the most um, iconic line of all time. Like a, a particular, a particular set of skills. If you let my daughter go now. That'll be the end of it. That'll so, be the end of um, it. So, yeah. if you were to have a particular set of skills, what, would they what be? skills would you choose? Like in a situation like that? Yeah, bro. What particular set of skills? Per- I don't know. I feel like I feel like a good set of parkour skills get you a long way. Like, right? If you can if you can decently fight, like, then, then then surprises on your side because you're like coming from the rafters. Yeah, yeah because right? parkour, like you're all. Well, and you know, like that's the that's the moment you know, like, dude knows how to handle himself in a movie is like when they cut away and he's holding himself up on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most that's the most like. I could break some people. Like if I can hold myself up on the ceiling. I wonder about no that worries. though. Like a lot of people that do their own stunts or do fight scenes in karate and, and movies. Like I don't know if they could actually do that in a real life scenario. Unless you're Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves though. Have you seen that movie? I'm saying. Who huh? is Keanu Reeves? He's the Matrix guy, right? Yeah, you don't know who Keanu Reeves is. I've never seen the Matrix. But I honestly, honestly, I've is never that seen. Fr- is that what he's from? Like, you need to mm-hmm. see. You need I mean, to I know see what the some... Matrix is, but yeah, right. have you seen that new movie where that he's in? Yeah, yeah, it's John really John Wick or with no no, no the, 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 yes the love story forget, one yeah, the love he's story so one good at yeah, yeah it's super funny yeah it was it's super he's the best I know him as a Wait, dude like, watch this no 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 yeah watch the top one this is why he's amazing just he looks like such a regular guy. Dude, this is this wrong is guy to cross. Like he's the real John Wick. Like I feel like John Wick's about him. Like dudes. <laughs> Wait, he really does this? Yes. He does all his own stuff in movies. All you, of it. Oh, with a beeper too, dude. Yeah, time. It's like this is like John Wick style. How does he not like, ricochet a, off of the? They're dead fights, and I think they probably have. Oh, that's that's really specific cool. for oh gosh, that's loud. Um, but. Do, but most most actors aren't like this. Like most actors don't no. do all their own stuff. No, you know I what I'm saying? I would guess not. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. Yeah. Because I, I feel like people like would expect you to be your character in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they come up to you, they expect you to be. Which I think has to do. I mean, anything in the public eye, people have a perception of like you are supposed to be this way. Right. Some form of it's you. Like yeah. it's coming from you in some. Form. But it's not necessarily. Well, if you're a really good actor, it's doesn't not at Tom all. Cruise I mean, do, do his own stunts? Huh. Doesn't Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, yes. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he does a majority of his too. Dude, yeah. have you ever seen Tom uh, Tom Cruise rant about uh, Scientology? Like that's you some stuff. That. <laughs> that's some stuff. Yeah, he's he's. It's funny. pretty interesting. He's very very passionate about it. Although, have you seen that other show that it's like exposing Scientology and they like uh, with Leah Lena, What's her name? Yeah, Leah Rim from Rim? yeah the King of Queens. Yeah, <clears throat> it's really interesting to watch. Um, did you listen? Have you you remember Walter Diamond's story? Right. Walter Diamond, he was the in a cult. He's oh, we had him on the podcast. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, it's all it's always start, it's always weird to witness parallels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see cults, but do we see the parallels within organized religion? And not oh, just yeah. this is not like just just like bashing Scientology. Like I've seen it in Christianity. Like there's certain themes of, and I think it's right. more like beyond probably religion. It's probably more power manipulation and those kinds of things. Yeah, but you definitely you definitely see nuances mm-hmm. of how like the control cult thing is in almost. It's in in like humanness, right? Well, and it's I feel like it's any time where it gets tricky is any time you're trying to take a group of people and kind of get them thinking the same way, good or bad. I mean, that's that's kind of the same premise always of like that's how cults start too. So it's it's what do you do with it? I think past that, and obviously it's intentions, and I think the the end result, and and I think watching yourself in that, knowing that that's a 
potential possibility that, you know, as people get invested and involved, yeah. you know, where do but you, it's, it's dangerous though. And I think in any, mm-hmm. in any sector, because it seems like in American society more so now we're more bent on, on actually getting people to see things our way right. than we are right. just trying to actually push things forward or to, to affect change or, or yeah. those kinds of things. So the danger of it is, I feel like there's almost this manipulation factor, this power struggle because everybody's just, we're not really working on anything, trying to be productive as much as we are. This is, this is the way, right. this is the way, this right. is the way everyone should think. This is the way everyone, everyone should accept all of these things. Every, right. Everyone should value all of the same things. Mm-hmm. When the reality of, of that is anytime you try to control that, you're no different than people who try to control people right. through the right. power of religion or what, or politics or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, it's it's an abuser. It's a the, a position of an a, yeah, uh, almost like an abuser or or you know, like a control controller. Right. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody that's really. And I think that's the probably the distinguishing line is that, you know, as you come in and and you've got. I, I think it's it's a lot of it has to do with how comfortable you are really discussing ideas and having conversations about it versus just having an accepted norm. Yeah. I think having a culture where you can have open discussions and question ideas. I think that's what's important. I think that when that gets shut down is when it starts to be more like a cult. Cause then yeah. again, it's a very one way where if you look at like even older religions, um, than Christianity, like Judaism and stuff, a lot of it's about the discussion of ideas and the taking apart of concepts and wrestling with those. And what does that mean? And understanding that like when you get to an interpretation, it's an interpretation like it's not there's it's it's right and I think there's a little bit of us that wants that resolution of like oh this is the actual answer and I think the funny thing about it is is that it's really clear that you're not going to get to the answer like you'll you can speculate and I think that there's you can get to truth but how often are we right on specifics well and 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 how much of that is really like if you you can miss the force of the trees a little bit if you don't embrace the whole concept yeah and you see too like you how much we want and I, it's it's probably somewhere rooted in our like our psychology or our instinct but we want people to be what we want them to be yeah and i think that the whole you know so for example i i want you to be the person that i want you to be or i want you to like things that i like mm-hmm. it's basically me wanting you to be the person that i want you to be but we right. do the same thing with people in the public eye it's kind of like i was saying just a second ago Actors, there's this pressure. You should be what I see that you are. You right. know, yeah. like I'll, I'll get people run into me. One guy I ran into this guy at the gym, and he was like, "Hey, I want to meet with you. Or I want to just wanted to meet you. I've been to, been to the church before, and, and blah blah blah. Are you this? Are you the same guy on stage as you are off stage? Like that was what he asked me. Are you the same guy on stage as you are off stage? And I was like, Yeah, but beyond that, I'm like, What are you really asking? You know what I mean? And it's really, I think, rooted in part of that desire of are you the person that I want you to be? You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Cause I hope that you're, I hope that you're my perception of you. And I think we do that for sure. For sure. Right. You know? Yeah. It's an ex. We, we set those. I think we, we find ourselves falling into setting expectations for, for other people or. Wow. You're good. They're checking the mic. Oh, or something, right? good? Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, when you when you get into that that expectation, like you're saying, it's it's people kind of coming to that point of like they have some expectation of it, which is always kind of funny, um, a little bit to me because I think it's a weird position to be in because you're sure of a lot of things that I'm almost never sure. Yeah, but of. is it is it fair or is it unfair? 
Like I feel like, for example, like people I say, it, I don't think the, I don't think it's even about it being fair or unfair. I think it's you're gonna be wrong. Like if you don't go into it, if no, you set I'm an expectation, like, like for example, like for yeah. for actors and actresses, mm-hmm. people say, well, it's the line of work that you got into. You basically, <laughs> like for example, like with paparazzi or yeah. with whatever. Basically, what they're saying is, we want you to be the version of what we think you already are. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So if you're not nice to me, if you don't take a picture with me, then you're not meeting th- my desire for what I wanted you to be when I saw you on a movie or saw you listen right. to your song or. Right. There's some sense of ownership, weirdly, with like, because. But, I but is that okay? Do no, you, do I don't think. No, with, no, not at all. I mean, I think that's a misunderstanding of of the relationship. But do we, do we all do it? I think that I don't know if you can say all. For, but well, I the reason like I say is because, like, yeah. isn't it weird? Like, for example, like your doctor, mm-hmm. like, right? You'll see your doctor at mm-hmm. the doctor's office, but then when you see them in real life, like, you forget, like, shopping at the grocery yeah, store. You're like, you don't shop. You're a doctor, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you do your own shopping? Yeah, like at the gym or like, <laughs> yeah. Post. You don't ever think your doctor's gonna post a selfie. You know right. what I mean? Like, you don't ever think that. You don't ever think that your your mechanic. Is gonna be on social media just yeah, like chop it up. Yeah. Hey, also, I sometimes I don't say chop it up. I say chomp it up because you it sounds say chomp it up. because if we want to sit down, we just gotta chomp it up a little chomp bit. You know up. what I mean? <laughs> you have words. What does that mean to you? Chomp it up. Hey, let's chomp it up. Hey, let's chomp it up, bro. Oh, chomp it up. What does it mean to me? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking like conversation in a weird way, but he's talking about eating words because I mean, like chomping is like in. <laughs> no, like, I'm not talking about chomp eating it up words. Is like, yeah, I'm saying like sit down right. and chomp it up. Right, but if you chomp on something, what are you doing? You're biting it. So you're eating it? What are you doing? Like, what are you biting your words? No, I'm saying I use the wrong word is what I I'm know. saying. I know. But I always thought that it was chomp it up. It's okay. Then, it's one of those. Is it chop it up or chomp it up? Let's see what's up. See what, see what it means. Where's the origin? <laughs> chop it up meaning. Chop it up? Chop it up means talk. So, you know, chop it up. Talk. Like chopping a salad? Look up chomp it up. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> chomp it up, meaning. No, just chomp. bite something. Chomping oh, at the bit. Goodness. Oh my god. Right at the bit. I really need this chomp. <laughs> really need it. Oh, chewing tobacco is also chomp. Oh. So somebody I said, that was Maybe it's, it's been a rough day. I really need this chomp. Mm. Hey, you know what's also funny? Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. Because people can just go on there. So we like right now, yeah. right now, pick, look at me in my eyes. Don't look at the screen. Look in my eyes. And I want you to say a phrase uh, that comes to mind. And I bet you it's an urban dictionary. Let's play a little game. Whistle Twix. <laughs> Whistle Twix. Whistle Twix? I don't know. <laughs> like, a, like the candy? You got, is t- <laughs> there's no Challenge way, that, there's no way Challenge that's in accepted. there, dude. There's no way in there. Both real words. Yeah. Oh, see. Wait. Ah. <laughs> There's no way that whistle Twix. Right. You, Twix isn't even like a real word. That's a candy. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. I, it's almost like the search bar, isn't? You say you, you say it's go not a real. Google. You say you say it's not a real word as if we're not on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> but that's what's hilarious, right? Because who like? <laughs> I went outside. I'm outside the outside the box. <laughs> a, de- a dead ting, like that is like um, a header. A whistle Twix. Twix candy. Oh. Whistle ticks. New thing. Did you type in whistle Twix urban dictionary? <laughs> whistle. Yeah, it's not there. Wow. Use a different. Okay, but you go go use a different phrase. Like not Twix. That's a candy. Okay. Like use you put a phrase together. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of like a random phrase that's not actually just one uh, that I can think of. Sweat boxing. Like, there we go. Sweat boxing. Okay. Type in sweat boxing. <laughs> sweat box. Get okay. So a sweat box is a small bar club that's always packed, where it's so humid and hot that you can't even breathe. Can't even. So that sounds like an actual like. So when you're sweat boxing, you're just up in the cl- up in a sweaty club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get in there. Sweat box. I want to go. Hey, hey, you guys want to go sweat boxing tonight? <laughs> that sounds dirty. Yeah. How did you say that that place was a total sweat box? I think yeah, more negative. I feel like it's probably negative. <laughs> I don't think it's a, you can't use it positive. Nah, but like, yeah, that's a total sweat box. Like <laughs> flea bag motel, like that whole thing. What a sweat box, dude. Sweat box. Okay, now give me another one, Drew. Um, two words, unrelated. Tongue puncher. Whoa. Tongue puncher. You already know. Well, this could be a lot of things, actually. It could be, my um, guess is maybe a mosquito that flies into your mouth that you weren't expecting. Don't punch okay, your no. fart box. <laughs> what? Why is, wow, that's really, that's this, really aggressive. This has to be in and out. Listen, I saw, <laughs> it's not I saw your shirt, and it has a giant <laughs> tongue on here. So this, this might have to be edited out because... Oh right there. God. Okay, no. <laughs> Dude, that is way too good. Okay. Oh, forceful. Hey, Drew, give me one. Let's, uh, yeah. let's okay, move right along. Okay, wow. so Drew, um, <laughs> Drew, give me give me a, a word. Okay. Um, I mean, two two words. Try. I mean, unrelated, just kind of like random. All right, street. Street. Street whaler. Street whaler. Mm-hmm. Street. Combo. Maybe so whaler. Combo. Street whaler. <laughs> yeah, we can't read that outside. Out, we can't read that out loud. Um, so maybe this is a bad segment. <laughs> maybe just go to. Uh, <laughs> maybe just go to <laughs> Urban Dictionary. We got one word in. All uh, Urban Dictionary is so bad. Urban Dictionary. Okay. Wait, so Walmart all, Whaler. What is oh, a no, that's a different one. Sorry, I thought that was actual. So, oh my God. Wrote um, a dumb Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so let's go to. I first of all, I guess I just don't advise going to Urban Dictionary. Yeah. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that that just was not. Oh, it's not what you showed wow. up for. I do think laughter is important, though. I don't think people laugh enough. Right. You know what I mean? Find somebody, yeah. to, some, find something to laugh about. Find somebody to laugh with, even right. if it's at each other. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Because it's 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 so important. It's so important. important. Um. When's the last time you laughed till you cried? I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> About what? Normally stupid stuff. <laughs> like, like, like every once in a while, something on Instagram will catch me, like just the right way, because I follow some pretty some pretty funny accounts and so like especially if it's unexpected <laughs> i like how you said it like we're not privy to like it's yeah, like like you guys don't get it you guys are like i follow some ones that are pretty funny well it's just and especially like i when you and it's when it's unexpected like that's when i really when i'm not expecting to laugh that hard yeah yeah but then something happens and like i was not and just gets you like that's that's my favorite like that's one of the main reasons I go around and follow half you know people. who I've been noticing is like my spirit animal who Dave Matthews yeah he's he's a Dave Matthews band dude yeah. could you put up a, a, a Instagram clip if I send it to you mm-hmm. do you follow do you follow his 
No, did I, I think I sent it to you the other day. Dude, yeah, D. Do I send it to your Instagram account? Okay, check out this video of Dave Matthews. Like, you talk about someone who is just not inhibited by anything. No, he's he's like free as to the free. Like he, you know, like you know how some like here's how free Dave Matthews is. If he didn't want to use words, but he wanted to have a conversation with you, he'd just do it. Like he'd be like, blah, 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 blah. like that would be Dave Matthews, and he'd look at you like you were the stupid one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's how he is. He has no shame in any of his game. Is this his? Uh, no, it's on the actual. It's on the actual gram. Did I send you the story or something? Yeah. Click on. Okay, so go down. No, down. Down. That one right there, I think. No, that's not it. No. No. Go up. Go up. I think we missed that. Mm. Uh, it's a close one. Maybe the middle one. That one in the middle, probably. Dude, look at that dude, though. I know. Can you turn that down a little bit? And play that again and watch how he just moves. He feels it. <laughs> he's like he's like music as a person. Dude, Dave Matthews is who we all wish we were. Mm -hmm. He's living his best life, like, no doubt. Look at, he's, he's like a school kid dude, on Christmas. He's just... Look at him. Oh. How old is he? He's got to be 50s, I think he's right? In his 50s. Dude, and but when he moves, look at the freedom, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he don't care. Nope. He's not thinking about you. He don't care about what he he don't care. He came to play. Dude, he don't care. Yeah. What a life too. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. people just show up just to right. watch you just do stuff. Right. Look at June it was June 20th. Can you tell what day? June 30th. Oh, it's that one. That one. That one. That one. That one. Dude, watch this. Listen, guys. That's the best. Dude. Okay. So first of all, dude. Dude, it's all feeling. Hey, it's all feeling. But you, it's like it's like he was saying words you didn't know, but at the same time you, you knew exactly you felt, what he was saying. You felt what he was saying. Yeah. Okay. My favorite is his hands, bro. Dude, because you can tell like, like every inch of him is into it. Like oh. his hands look like a contortionist. I don't, yeah. Like his hands look like the talons of a chicken, but at the same time, you feel it. Mm -hmm. Like don't even talk to me. Just move your fingers like What's that. What's tight about that is like when he gets off stage, he's gonna be like, and hey, that was like, right. like now, like I feel like if we did that, like on a, any sort of stage, we'd yeah. like get off and like that was kind of weird. I'm yeah, like, trying to explain yeah. ourselves why to our friends. We do, dude, what were we doing, dude? That's scatting. <laughs> Was that a hey, dude? Wasn't that funny when you scattered? But like, hey, you know, if it was Dave Matthews and he walked off stage, I'd be like, hey, like what you said up there. Yeah, like, you know said, what I mean. Hey, hey th thanks, thanks for what you said up there. Really, yeah. <laughs> really hit home, bro. Really, I mean, hey. when you said that, oh when you were like, right? I was like, <laughs> I mean, oh, dude, woo. man, talk about. I'm getting attacked. Talk about right relating here. to I'm getting my childhood. Right here. Talk about someone seeing me. Right. I felt so seen. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. knew me. When you buckled you your me. when you buckle when you made your wrist look like your knees, dude. When you right. buckled your wrist and made them look like your knees, yes. it was like you saw me. <laughs> Listen, when you went knock kneed and threw your hands over your shoulders and rolled <laughs> like, those R's, I 
play it one more time. What about his uh, outfits that he's just like, he he's an everyday guy. Oh, yeah, dude. Wearing black, so it's slimming. Like, it's almost Carp- like he... Like, he, straight-legged carpenter jeans. Dave Matthews dresses like he didn't know he had a show. No, he didn't. Like, he was like just... He, like, they called him. He's like, oh, I was mowing the lawn. Hang on. Let he me was like, yeah. like not a, in a disrespectful way, but, like, it's just that kind of... Like, it's like he... Yeah, anything. it's like he drove his little ATV over yeah. to the show. Well, the you tennis I mean? shoes, I mean, those look like... It's kind of like someone pulled up to his house and surprised him while he was doing yes. yard work. Yeah. Like, hey, like, hop in. We're going to do it Hey, Dave, did you forget about the show? And he's like, hey. Like, Here we go. go. And he hops in. Yeah, yeah. He seems more excited to just be singing randomness than oh, actually. I feel like that's his favorite Can part. Can we talk about how good his band is, though? Yeah. Like, I don't know if we're just like those guys, but I'll tell you what. Like, you may not like that Oof. style of music, but their band is absolutely incredible. 100%. Yeah. They are, they're, they're Carter, kind of just Carter uh, Buford, Buford drums, right? Carter Buford? Buford. <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I saying that? Buford or Buford? <laughs> Buford. Probably Buford. Maybe Buford. We could all be wrong. <laughs> Buford? I don't think. Is it Buffet? Is it French? No. Oh no. my god. Car- I think it's Carter Buford would be my guess. Yeah, Buford, Buford, bro. Huh? Sure. You yeah. think it's Buford? No, I think it's Buford. That's Beaufort, right? Or maybe Beaufort. It's B-E-A-U, so that's like both. Is it like a pronunciation? Sure is. Where? Also, There's want to talk a, about weird voices is when like the voice like tries to tell you what it's supposed to sound like, but it's also like an uh, like an automated it'd voice. It'd probably be like Buford, <laughs> Carter Buford, Carter Buford, Car- Carter Buford. Bro, Dude, I was just listening that. to directions and it calls Shaw. I don't even know what it calls Shaw, but it's not Shaw. Not Shaw. No, Carter Buford. Well, anyway, he's he, he's an OG. He's still killing it on drums. Yeah, he's I think really that's what's good. really cool is when. People stay passionate about what they're passionate about, yeah. and they legit can do it till the wheels fall off. Right. Because they don't, they're not into it for the, the ones that do that are the ones that are not into it because, oh, look at Buford. I say Buford. Oh, that's just what he says. Right? Oh. Carter Beaufort. Like a bow tie. Dave even says it in some songs. I love the guy that does that. Like, no, it's Beaufort. Like, Dave even says it. No, song. listen, Dave and I talked. Yeah. It's Beaufort. Okay, I, Dave, I just I just got Dave. off the phone with him. It's Beaufort. Like, don't even. I was talking don't to the, right uh, now, a buddy of mine, and he was talking about uh, Dave Matthews and how, like, all the, like, his wife likes to go to Dave Matthews, but they all, they all, all his wife and their, on her, and her girlfriends re- refer to Dave, like, and just, like, like they know him, like, on a like first Dave. name. Like, <laughs> oh, I want to go see Bro. Dave. That's the like, community. That's the Dave community. Like, are we going to go listen, see Dave? Dave. And of oh course, my God, if you I say just Dave, it's not the normal no. Dave. If you're talking to that person, it, it's, it's Dave. Dave. Let's go see like, Dave. I feel like they probably use the last names with all the other Daves in their life. Yeah, except Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. That's how legendary he is. But I love that he can keep, he's been doing the same thing as he's been doing. Still doing it. He writes new songs, he keeps doing it. Mm -hmm. But the ones that really make it are the ones that do it because they love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little little nugget. Keep it fresh. Yeah. I hope you got some sauce because that was a nugget we just gave to you free of charge. Go ahead. Okay. Dip away. Dip away. If you want to go far, then do things because you love it, not because you have to do it. Right. You know, not and certainly don't be. The thing about him, and I think about, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran, Sheeran. Don't we're gonna end up at all? Shannon, <laughs> Sharon? Is it Ed Sheeran? Dude, I was trying to think of what. I was trying to think of what Mongolian barbecue was called last night. <laughs> Magnolia. We were talking about Mongolian barbecue, and I was like, "What's that barbecue? That Magnolia? Uh, Magnolia I couldn't barbecue? drink that Magnolia barbecue. That one. Right. Was that Magnolia where you take the meat and it's raw and then they you cook know, it? Magnolia barbecue. You yeah. like? Do you like that? Magno, uh, Mongolian barbecue. Magnolia barbecue. Yeah. 
I do like it. I feel like I got to be in the mood for it. Yeah. I don't get it. Like I don't like I like you go to these places where it's like we'll bring you the meat and then you can cook it on your table. Then why am I at a restaurant, yeah. dude? I came so that you would cook my meat for me and you would serve it to me. That's what I'm playing. Don't just you're giving me you're giving me raw meat and telling me to cook it on my table. Yeah. You know what I mean? You tip me for that. You tip me right? for that. I can, if I wanted to cook, I would have done it in my kitchen, not at a table. Yeah. Listen, do you have to show up three months before and grow the vegetables? What's happening? Our, that's what When's we're it going. end? Yeah. That's where we're going. Somebody was telling me though that even the um, it's probably better if you do that the that the restaurant business is changing for mm-hmm. this generation because if restaurants are going to continue to win, it's going to and I think let's this is it's honestly about this in any industry. It's going to have to be more and more about community because we can get information and we can get sensory stuff and mm-hmm. uh, and things online. For right. example, like for like we talk within the church world, like churches. If you're going to be a killer church, you're going to have to lead towards tactile, which would be human connection, right? Um, or some sort of experience in room that it's not the same if you watch. It's the band that I, I don't want to listen to a CD. I want to see them live. Right. Like, you're going to have right. to be what that kind of church in, to kill it. Right. And at the same time, so you're seeing that same shit though within restaurants where because of DoorDash, you, you don't just have to, like if you're at home, you don't just go get McDonald's or go get like, you can literally have anything that you want. Like right. you can order a steak from Fleming's and right. have it delivered to your doorstep. Yeah. So you're not going to go to a restaurant just because, oh, they have good food there. I can right. bring that food to me. So the restaurants that are going to kill it are the ones that give people a some reason. aspects, some yeah. experience. Right. Otherwise, you might as well just be, right. you might as well not have like an open door restaurant and you might as well just be available on DoorDash or Uber or you know, yeah, real almost. But it's interesting <laughs> how things are changing. And I think a lot of it is exploratory. We're using like we use a lot of new technology for the wrong things until we discover what it's actually useful for. And I was right. talking with kind of finding uh, its niche. Right. So like I was talking with this guy, uh, Brian Carpenter, he runs an awesome uh, organization in Montana called the Refuge Foundation. And um, he was telling me about how. You know, before there was ever radio, there was theater. Like, it's what people did mm-hmm. for entertainment, right? We'd go and watch theater shows and these different plays going on. Well, then we created a new medium of radio, but we didn't know what radio is for or what to do on radio. Mm-hmm. So what did we do? We took the people that were doing theater and we just started broadcasting them on radio. Right. But eventually you start realizing that, oh, we radio can be used for more than that. We can start having conversation. So that's where you had these, like, jock, these radio jockeys, right? They would get on and have conversation and talk about stuff and play music. Well, then radio transition where we invented television, but we didn't know what to do with television. So yeah. what we did is we put the radio jockeys mm-hmm. on television to have conversation. And then he was talking right. about how now we've uh, so then. But then we realized what television was for. That it was for more than that. It was about broadcasting. It was about putting messages out. It was about telling people what you're doing or offering, yeah. uh, you know, a storyline through a movie. Well, now we've had social media has been invented. And what's funny is because we don't yet know fully what it's for. What are we doing on social media? We're broadcasting. Right. We're, we're doing the same thing that we did with TV. We're t- showing everybody the things that that you look at your life. You're broadcasting your life. Look what I'm doing. Here's right. more information. Here's mm-hmm. things. We, we do, but, but if the, the ones he was talking about, how the ones that are actually going to kill it at social media are going to be the ones that use, that learn how, that first you learn how to use social media as a tool for connection because mm-hmm. that's, that's where it's heading. That's right. where it's going to be useful, where it can be a resource to lead to, to tactile, lead to human touch, lead to, right. lead to connection. And you see, 
this is where you see the ones that are killing it in social media are like the Gary V's that respond mm -hmm. to every comment that do do some sort of interaction that are that are, for example, if you like a like if you want to use social media well, when you like a photo to get a message from me saying, hey, I saw you like one of my photos. I'm from California, you know, that personal touch. Right. Then, then actually create something that can, especially for like a business or a yeah. person or somebody who's wanting to be on the f cutting edge of using this new medium for something that leads to success. Right. Yeah. It's going to be the ones that find out what it's for first. Right. And which means you're going to have to you're going to have to introduce new boundaries, new business models, new ways of going after things, because now my goal, I, I have to like for like for me, like that's really per like you, I, you may not want to respond to every single message or you may not want to actually acknowledge that you have someone comment like you see yeah. like if you ever comment on somebody famous's stuff right and they don't respond as far as you know they never even saw it well they could have seen it mm -hmm. in fact i've talked with people that have lots of followers and i was talking with this guy that was i forget how i think he has like five hundred thousand followers or something like that and he, was, he said you think that we don't see it but we see a lot more of it than you'd think mm -hmm. you know and yeah. you think and you think well because they're they are they are influencers that they don't see it. So, but I think what what's interesting about that is there is no response. The ones that are going to kill it are the ones that say, "Hey, I, I see you, you know, I see you engaging with my product. I yeah. see you engaging with my content." It's not we we think it's about content, but we're using it for what we use TV for. Yeah, right. we're just broadcasting. Right, one direction. Look at look at, right. look at my content. Look at my content. Eventually, we're gonna we're gonna realize that that's what TV was for. That's not what social media was right. for. It, it's ultimately going to be a t it has, if you're going to use it right, if you're going to be a front runner, like whether it be, you be a church or a business or whatever, you're going to have to find a way. Yeah. Yeah. To engage with your yeah. you know, community. And I think that I think that's the biggest thing is I think it's remembering that I, I think what social media really is for us, um, those of us who are kind of trying to utilize that as an aspect of our business or of what we do the cause we're after, whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. I think that the one of the biggest things that people are kind of coming to figure out and discover is that social media is a relational tool. So it's it's where if, if I'm creating, for instance, a movie or a film or something on an old media format like television, not that that's old, but older, it's a very slow process to even get like a response on something like that. Like it has to go up, it has to be processed, there's posts, then it's out, you get reviews, you get reviews from people as they watch it so it's kind of that slow where there, there's something with social media and the internet and and what that is that's so immediate that you can it's like having a conversation versus mailing letters mm -hmm. like that's kind of the jump it's taken is you know if if i impact yeah because it's like it's you can't say that i've obviously television and movies like they're marketing to an audience but it's not a very agile because again productions are long everything is very big and, and it's, a, it's a slow ship to turn and you kind of get response and if you missed it, like it's not a fast process to recoup, which is where it's such a big, and, and what the internet's done for, for content creators is given you that platform that it's, it's at almost no cost to you to go create something and you have an opportunity to put it in front of the world. Like that's, that's a thing. You can put it on YouTube and now yeah, there's restrictions right. and things So the challenge that, though is going to be how, how do you, to, how do you handle that? Well, and how do you yeah. get people, we're probably to the point, and we'll continue to be to it and past it, where we're oversaturated with content. Right. You, I mean, I can't tell, like, I've been on Instagram today. Mm -hmm. I can't probably tell you three of the ads that I saw. I probably can't even tell you two of the posts out of maybe 25 that I scrolled through. Why? Because we're so oversaturated with content right. that we don't even actually see it. 
Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like we're, yeah, hundred so percent. So that's why I say like the ones that are gonna uh, are gonna kill it are gonna have to be the ones that find a way to to connect. And honestly, I'm yeah. I I think for anybody who is you know a millennial or o- older, I don't. Taylor, do you do you enjoy social media engagement? Like, do you enjoy responding to every DM that you get? Do you do you in, yeah so like that's what I'm saying is like I know that that's where it's going I don't know when we're gonna get there yeah because there is a part of me that doesn't like the intrusiveness of it right I, I don't like feeling I don't like feeling obligated um, I don't like feeling obligated to have to respond or mm-hmm. to touch or just because somebody I said you know you see something well hey I liked your thing and you didn't respond like I don't right. like that the the yeah. the right. Um, invasiveness of it that you think just because you like that I have to respond. It's kind of like with phones, right? Like just because I somebody I text you, you didn't yeah. text back. Well, yeah. yeah, but you're invading my life. You're 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 basically telling me what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I there's a part of it that is extremely vulnerable. And I do think at the same time, though, if you're going to continue to be relevant, yeah, this generation moving on, you're going to have to find ways. Otherwise, you become the guys that, oh, you know, whatever TV, I don't need or computers like whatever. We don't need computers. We're going right. to do it yeah. the old school way. And it, it you'll we will be those people for social media. No, I don't want to I don't want to respond. No, I don't want to connect. I don't want to talk. But if you're going to be successful at using that medium as a tool for success, you're going to have to How you're going to have to learn like thousands and thousands of people. I don't know. I think well, at some point it's probably going to take a team, right? I mean, how does Gary Vee do it? Does he? Yeah. But I think that that's part of the good thing is you don't know. Like yeah. most people think, oh, it's Gary Vee. It's probably. I mean, I don't know. That that's like millions of people, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or hundreds of thousands of people that he's responding to. I mean, he says like we. I'll respond to every every comment. Do but you, I think more of it is people just the illusion that you're that you're connected to someone. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think does it take? I mean, do you have to respond to every comment or is it just that there needs to be a level of engagement on a community level as far as even if you I mean, I know I know a lot of good vloggers that have a strong following and I feel like one of the things a lot of those people have in common is that they engage their they they respond with things or either it's comments and it may not be every comment, but there's there's always that in play in some aspect, yeah. right? So, so you follow guys like uh, a Peter McKinnon does this all the time, and he brings in and talks about comments or whatever is going on in their community, and he features a handful, and it's a few minutes, and it's but there's always that level of engagement to where it's a, it's a conversation he's part of, and he's not necessarily in every aspect, yeah. but because I th- I agree, I mean, how do you scale? How do you scale every person? That seems. Well, I think if you're and at gonna, that point, at the point you get more and more people involved, is it really you responding, or is it what is it something else at that point? And it, de- I well, yeah, exactly. And it probably depends too on your desire. Yeah. Like I think that what we're gonna see, because a lot of it is right now, it's working as is, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you talk about people that they've got a lot. Well, they've got a lot of followers with how we're using social media today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that've gotten a following based upon broadcast, right? But the problem is if it's not staying broadcast, it's like what the, the, the conversations that people are having about radio, right. you know, people saying, you know, radio is eventually going to be obsolete. Like it's this whole big, this whole big debate that, but yet radio right now, you can, you can make millions of dollars and be set for the rest of your life. Well, guess what? Fast forward down the line five years. And if radio is obsolete, it doesn't matter how good you're at it today. If you didn't grow with it, yeah. you're not making the millions of dollars right. that people used to, you used to be able to, you know, it's what my dad tells, talks about these like logging towns, like logging is becoming a thing again, but for a long time it wasn't. And yet mm-hmm. all these guys, you know, my grandfather's age, 
were making all of this crazy money because of the logging rush, you know? Right. But then the work dried up. I mean, like uh, Covalo, for example. Yeah. Like it used to be a, a thriving logging town, yet you go there and the population is diminished. Nothing, Nobody yeah. lives there. There's a lot of drug deals that happen there. And it's like, yeah. there's, there's all this kind of, like the climate has changed because mm -hmm. uh, because the way that people are consuming has changed. So right. I think that that's, that's going to be the evaluation. And, and my opinion of it is if you want to remain a part of the conversation, then you're going to have to be a part of the conversation. If, if you want to remain a part of the conversation, then you're going to have to make the choice to be in it. So you look at right. these people that are keeping up, like whether it be the Oprah's or some of these people, you'll see them comment or respond on their things. It's all dependent upon where it goes and where it's going. If, mm -hmm. it, if it does actually go and push towards human connection and the tactile thing, then there's no doubt if you want to if you want to be a part of the conversation, you're gonna to have to choose to be in the conversation, right. right? It's like the stars that don't have social media accounts. There's ones that have fame, but it's because they didn't use their fame, they didn't build their fame through their social media yeah. account. Mm -hmm. You look at some of these Vine stars that have trans, had transition when Vine dried up to go over to Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, they have a following, but the only reason they have a following is because of the relevancy of the platform that was there at that time. The second that changes, yeah. what's your plat, what's your, your platform for getting the fame that right. you want. Where did you, know you know grow? I mean? right. Yeah, because it changes. So the way that you you used to be able to do it on Vine, yet any of us in this room that say, "Oh, I'm going to make a Vine account. I'm going to be I'm going to be famous because of Vine." Well, no, you're not because Vine's not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's really really interesting yeah. because that's and, and if yeah. you want to be a cutting edge innovator or be like again a part of the conversation. You have to be a person that's thinking, where is this stuff going? Mm -hmm. You know, where yeah. where is it going? Where is where is so? What is after social media? And that's what's bizarre, right? Like I remember, like when the beginning versions of like some sort of social media came out, in, yeah. And I, now it's, I mean, it, and it's escalated so fast, right? But to think that there's not going to be something else, there will. Oh yeah. What will it be? Yeah, some form or change. We're thinking about theater, radio, TV. Yeah. Social media. Right. Computers. Like there's going to be something. Well, and it's I I feel like that's one of those things where that. Uh, like that's one of the aspects I think to our even our economy right now and and where people are at overall with jobs is that like it's it's changing now so fast that it's like you don't have time to prep for a career that might be obsolete by the time you get it so it's like it's so fast the turnover now is so fast because of shifting in technology and things like that that it's I feel like almost a lot of times hard for people to find the right stride and that's where oh. it's like you have to almost commit to that I'm gonna have to keep learning. Like I'm gonna have to, like you're saying, stay in the conversation, continue to grow in my craft, continue to. Dude, and I honestly, yeah. like I know that you know not everybody who listens to this podcast participates in in some sort of faith, but I do think that there is something about that, like being true to faith or to the voice of God, your intuition. Like there's God, you know, within the context of what we believe. I would say like God speaking, and I think that there, the cool thing is as long as you're educating, educating yourself and trying to be innovative and trying to like push forward, mm -hmm. like it, this is the whole thing where we talk about like you're gonna chase success or you're right. gonna try to, you, you, the whole thing about success is we don't know what's gonna be successful tomorrow. Right. So I think paying attention to those whispers of, hey, I think I need to do this. Hey, I think I need to move. I need to invest in this. Yeah. I need to explore this. Yeah. It's the vine thing. Like I think yeah. always pay attention, like be just be more observant. Don't be just thinking about what's hot now. Be thinking about the things that are not hot, but well, one day might be. And, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think even I think even beyond that, I think I think finding like your mainline passion, like what is because I think if you're not shaping it around that, I mean, you can always chase what is going to be successful. But I think it's more so finding out what I feel like once you find out what it is that is your main passion, 
that it becomes easier to figure out how to adapt it as things go. Like you look at, like you were saying, like an Oprah. Well, she's figured out obviously what her her main, like that's what she's good at. Yeah. And I feel like when you see people that are really successful like that, I feel like we put them in the context they're in and think, oh, well, she must have studied interview shows and you know, and, and done all this research and learned to be a journalist and what she did all those things. But it's not like, that's not what makes her Oprah. What makes her Oprah is she figured out that was her thing. And what makes she, her Oprah is that she has yeah. lots of cars to give away, dude. Yeah. To everybody, bro. You get one and you get one. You get a car. You ever seen that one that's like bees? <laughs> no. You see the, bees. pull up the, pull up the. <laughs> and it's all like, I've seen Pull up the. Yeah, um, seen wait, is it real or is it? The uh, GIF. Yeah. Yeah. So, pull up the GIF gif. It's so good. Oprah bees original. Dude. Yeah, yeah, original video. If they had the one with music, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, do that one. Bees. Right. Open the box, girl. Dude. <laughs> How epic is this? Watch. <laughs> the excitement. Dude. Bees. <laughs> if you haven't seen this video. <laughs> You see the right now, Oprah bees. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing bees. Dude, oh no God. one is like Oprah. I'm sorry. Like the ability to like she's the amazing. little moves. Like who would she's think amazing. to dance like this? Who would think to put a palm up? This, she's like the her crowd and Dave Matthews, and like, dude. <laughs> if you put her and Dave Matthews on dude, a stage, it would be the most oh, epic dude. dancing. They like are her, who they dude, are. Her, if it was Oprah. Dave Matthews and Ellen DeGeneres, like that would be so epic. That would be a very like dance battle. Go. That would be an authentic. And just to being. see who gets, you know, dude. I mean, she really is though. Like I love that she can do things, and it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. But I love that you're doing that. Dave is the same way. Yeah, it's a, I feel like it's. Family. I feel like it's a confidence. Like she's coming from herself. Like when she's doing well, something, I like get that, what, very genuine. I get very, what you're saying though. You, yeah. All of these things that we're talking about are vehicles to get to a destination. Right. If you right. don't understand your gasoline, if you don't understand right. what's what's motivating you and what's fueling 100%. your tank, like you have to first know your passion. If you don't know your passion, follow your curiosity. Like right. be willing to walk it out and discover what it is. Once you know what it is, though, you got to remember that every passion needs a bullhorn. Right. right? You, you need something that you you need an amplification system. Mm. Right. And you're like you're either going to use a bull, bullhorn or you're going to use a speaker or you're going to use like there's mm. what I'm saying is all of these mediums are different vehicles to get you to your destination. You don't want to be the guy that is extremely like for especially if you're wanting like uh, a certain life. You right. know, if you're wanting like success that if there's if you have goals that are success oriented as it yeah. pertains to, you know, societal stand. Like if you right. do have those then it's important to be thinking, how can I channel my passion through those mediums? Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, the artist that nobody's ever heard of. And yeah, you have a passion and you've owned that. And maybe that's all that you want. But if it's not all you want and your passion is, you know, a painter, but right. you're just painting in the backwoods and you have no medium to let people know that you're painting. Mm -hmm. If you're a writer, but you have no way to let people read what you're writing. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And maybe maybe it's like if you're a writer and you, people read your stuff on newspapers, well, guess what? Newspapers are not a, a thing like they used to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. So if you, want, if you want to be a writer that has a message that is effective, that actually changes and has the ability to get within the constructs of a, within human intellectual understanding, you're gonna have to find new ways right. to channel your passion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It 100% starts with your passion. You can't, like you gotta know what it is that you wanna do, but then you have to be thinking, how do I give this thing wings? Yeah. Yeah, and how do you, I think that's the whole piece we were talking about, like the connect aspect. How do we, how do you connect it with your audience? I think that's the question of how do I, 
I think like you have somebody, I think most people that are, that are creators that are artistic have kind of an audience in mind when they start something mm -hmm. um, to a certain degree. I mean, anybody that's, that's ever created something, I feel like you have probably a purpose in mind when you do that. And I think the, the question or the challenging part for a lot of people becomes how do you then, like you're saying, what's the best format for? And, yeah. and I think a lot of times we get stuck to even following older methods. Like you see something like, an older model like television and try to implement that because it seems like it worked. Yeah. But well, the pressure really is real. Stay, the pressure yeah. is real to, I mean, think about it within the church world. Is it not funny that however Stephen Furtick recaps his messages from the weekend, every other church will start using those same styles to recap their mm -hmm. message. Yeah. Somebody's going to be the industry standard and then everybody's going to copy that. So right. I think like there is because of, uh, because of the way that culture works, there's this pressure that if you're not careful, the thing that brought you to the dance um, ends up you, you end up staying at the dance for a different reason. You right. know what I mean? You went with somebody because you liked them and then you end up staying at the dance because you got locked in or because you had to. And that's one thing that I, I think even with, you know, the, this podcast or anything that you're doing, make sure that you're not don't be make sure you're owning what you're doing and what you're doing isn't owning you. Right. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're in control of your passions and your passions aren't in control of you. What I, what I mean by that is it's easy to get into the game and then, it, so you get into the game because there's a message or there's a people right. that you want to relate to. Right. But then you, instead of just tr putting it out to relate to whoever it draws, you start trying to create content that caters to a certain audience. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. And the danger of that is you're an evolving being. And if you if you don't allow your expression of yourself to evolve, your audience will mm -hmm. never evolve with you. Mm -hmm. So you become you know, what they want versus right. putting out what you want. You yeah. probably see this, Drew, in, in music. I yeah. mean... I mean, how and you, I would imagine, you know, with music, and I've experienced this, there's this pressure to when people start liking certain things that you do mm -hmm. or certain songs or certain styles, they like this. So let me do more of this. Yeah. Where you feel when you sit down, you're wanting to do something like this versus just creating. Right. This is like, oh, I like this. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. You know, mm -hmm. the pressure of uh, what are they going to what are people going to think this is cool? Yeah, I think that that that's cool if you want to do it that way, but your success is going to be so limited. Right. I mean, Taylor, think about like, you know, pictures that you may post on social media. If all you're doing is mimicking somebody else's photo filter style, like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like I see Brighton in August, um, you know, Brighton in August, oh, yeah. like posts and stuff like yeah. come up with your creative ideas to stop copying ours. But there's part of that. Like, I understand what they're saying yeah. because it's like, Oh, I see August's filter and I want my photo to look like that. So let me edit my photo to look like that. Right. And then I post it and then everybody praises me because what, oh my God, look how good you are. So proud of you. Yeah. Like, wow, your work inspires me. Right. Oh, you saved me from a really dark time. And it's like, yeah, you're doing things that are cool, but are you doing it for the praise of the people that are applauding and, and right. liking your stuff? Or is it because you thought it was cool? Yeah. Like, well, oh, I thought this filter was cool. And that's why I did it. Not because I saw somebody else do it and I was trying to mimic what they were doing. Yeah. You see, you, I mean, yeah. church merch, right? Like, oh, look, look what this shirt that they made. Let's make that too. And that's fine, mm -hmm. but you're still an imitation of an original. You're not, well, you're not on the wave, the new but wave. I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think too, it's a little bit, a little bit of that's uh it's like an inability to like look at it very deeply. Like it's kind of a shallow interpretation because I feel like that what a lot of times what happens with art is that it doesn't, if it doesn't inspire, 
and you just copy it and you haven't looked at it, you haven't figured out what it is that you like about it. Because I think that's the right response is to like, if something's successful and you like it, instead of copying it verbatim, like find out what it is that you like about it. Like, what is it that you like about the way it's laid out? Or is it the the feel or is it the kind of edit or what is it? And I think that when, when it's really directly copied, it's almost like, a, it's almost insulting in the sense that like, you didn't even look enough to know what you liked about it. Yeah. And I think that's where that you get that response of like, hey, like form your own, form your own. And I think it's a frustration in that. And I think for for people that are very creative, I think it's more the frustration, too, of like you're selling yourself short. Like there's something that while you're copying that, if you put in the time and effort, you could create something wholly new. That might be the next thing to copy versus trying to reiterate what you think is already successful. Isn't there, though, do you think that there's such thing as alphas and betas? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, oh, yeah. to me, oh, when I hear when I yes. hear and when I hear alphas and betas, like I get, we can get into the deep conversation of like mental programming. Yeah. And like, are you an alpha? Are you a beta? But what I'm yeah. saying is, there's leaders and followers, right? Right. There's people that are going to create the wave, and there's people that are going to ride the wave. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. 100%. I think you have you have to, do, and I think that you got to know that either one's fine because people have been doing it for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. There's there's not always it's not all chiefs. There's chiefs and there's Indians. Like you know what I mean? Like there's these parallels of there's leaders and there's followers. There's tribe leaders and there's people that are part of the tribe. Yeah. Like so there is that, but I think you do have to own and decide. The quicker that you can be comfortable with, I am going to be a ride the wave guy. Mm-hmm. Then okay, then don't get mad when you're not right. cutting edge. Don't get mad when everybody's not looking to you first as an innovator. Right. But just acknowledge that you're a copycat, and that's where you fight. You you know you're going to ride the wave of other people's success. Yeah. Because that's where you feel safe. If you don't want to be that guy, you just have to know that you're either going to ride the wave, or you're going to start the wave, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not going to you're not going to be a wave starter by being a wave rider. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at some point, you're going to have to say. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do this because I like it. And if everybody likes it, cool. Maybe they won't like it and I'll come up with something else. Yeah. But you have to decide if you're going to do that. You mm-hmm. look at people who you can either be Walt Disney or you can be the hotel owners that are just going to build hotels around Walt Disney. Yeah. You can be the, the, you know, the convenience store, maybe entrepreneurs that say, I'm going to start one around Disney because he's the one that is bringing the trap. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. are, are you, you the draw? Are you the one? Are you, the, are you riding the, yeah. the wave right. of what is hip and what is the mm-hmm. money making thing? Because it changes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like how people are going to make money. The the things, I mean, like right now people can make, I mean, you think about what, what happens if they take away likes on social media? What mm-hmm. happens if they take away all, it all of that becomes forever. then a game changer for the, for the <laughs> way of a uh, monetize, how, like how, then right. the monetization right. system changes yeah. because it's not based upon likes or views. How do you gauge engagement if you don't know what it is? Right. Yeah. Right. Or even with the response, I mean, it takes away, it takes away the ability to tell what the response is because I think if you have to solely rely on views, like you don't know what people's response is to it. Where right. if likes, at least it's like, not only do they watch it, they liked it. But it's changing. Yeah. So, so the more, when, so the more right. you can be, if you want to be a wave starter, you mm-hmm. got to be a risk taker. Right. And how so do I you, think that right, you got to, you, you got to remember that if I'm going to be a wave starter, I got to be a risk taker, which means the thing that I'm about to do, nobody thinks it's hot now, but I'm going to be that guy, oh, which means I'm yeah, probably going to fall. Out. I'm going to fall flat on my face step probably out. 10 times, maybe a hundred, hundred times, mm-hmm. a thousand times before anyone takes me seriously. But I'm way, right. I'm, I'm living for the wave that I start, not yeah. just living to ride somebody else's wave. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's that that reapproach and creativity too of like challenging the norms. Like it's I think those are typically the people that make the the waves like you're talking about. It's the people that are the first to say 
I don't want to do it that way. It's like, the Dave Matthews and the Dave Matthews of is this like, world. You know, it's the Spike Lee. It's all the it's all the it's all the people that like don't go the normal route, but and find success in their own way. And like, you yeah. got to be willing to like That's I will huge. say this: you got to be willing. Like if you're going to be a wave starter, like you're going to be somebody that leads the charge. Right. The quicker you can realize that not everybody's going to like you, and not everybody's going to like what you're doing. Yeah. There's going to be people that that don't like the quicker that you can do that the the better off right. you are yeah well think about this nirvana and dave matthews band started the same year mm-hmm. so you have grunge happening and you have like jam band emerging which was kind of like i mean there's fish and other bands but like that was kind of a weird era to be like we're gonna play bluegrass yeah <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> like to step out i mean to think like like nirvana is kind of main that's the hot thing right then that's the direction it's going and well you never know too like counterculture isn't music kind of odd like that like i mean it's like the styles of music mm-hmm. that yeah. pop up and you're like this but is it, what yeah you know this is what everybody's listening to yeah. like it, and it's just different and it's the trend like it's like and whatever's hot is whatever you know the upcoming generation thinks is it and right. whatever was it when you were younger that's the thing like we were talking about eminem right like mm-hmm. as a rapper like when i'm right. listening to like his lyricism and the things it is and like this guy is fantastic like there's nobody who does it like him yeah yet you've talked to people like taylor's generation or younger and they're like uh we don't really like him He's trying too hard yeah you know what i mean we we you know like and then the guys that they do like you're like this is not yeah. rap you know what i mean like right. that's what you right. want to say right but we're both right like it's just right. what we it's it's the same right. thing and, yeah. and and you may think no we're come on like you know that eminem is better and it's like yeah but we can both defend our position you know what i mean because yeah. it's it's subjective and it's relative it's yeah. it's it's based upon taste what? and and it's just it, to me it's just interesting how fast that changes right. and the ones that the ones that make the dave matthews are the ones that like i don't care what's hot and trendy right. like this is what i like and this is who i am and it's funny because then there's like a mutual respect right you know what right. i mean like taylor may look at dave and there's nothing wrong with him but because he's not trying to be Right. He's not trying to be right. young right. and be cool or be whatever. He just is who he is. And right. you don't even, like, he seems so timeless to yeah. me. Like, I don't think of him like He's as always an old, been like that. I don't like, think of him like a 50-year-old. Yeah. Like, I don't think of him like a 60-year-old. Like, I just think of him like, <laughs> you know, that's Dave Matthews, yeah. dude. Like, who cares what he is? Because you're a fan of, like, I mean, yeah, we have, like, our favorite albums, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But, like, you're a fan of Dave Matthews, you yeah. know? Like, and whatever he does, even if even if it's not your favorite at the time, it's like, he's a man, you I know? Th- I think because, well, because I think that there's a part of, like, authenticity that makes you ageless. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part of just, like, like, you think, I mean, I, I think about, like, Donald Trump, for example. You like him, hate him, he's authentic. Bottom line. Like, yeah. he is who he yeah. is. Like, you, choosing, can, yeah. you can hate 100%. him for his policy, you can love him for whatever side. Like, this is not about that. But I'm saying... He is authentic, and because he's authentic, like I don't really think about like I forget that he's like in his seventies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like he's yeah. causing like he's a seventy-year-old in his seventies, like so high energy too, like, in high energy, some... and he's causing all of this, and he's leading all this and doing all this. But I don't think of him within a, a scope yeah. of age. Like, yeah. Oh, he get this old guy out of here. Right. Like I don't think like that. If 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 I have any issue with him, it's not over his age. Yeah, it doesn't have because any, I think there's some weight to, right because yeah. there's something about just driving and being authentic mm-hmm. that makes you ageless, that makes you timeless, that right. makes you be respected. For for at least if you're not respected for your policies or the things that you stand for, you're respected for standing for something in an authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I think that there, there's still that principle of whatever you're going to do, fight to do you like, and if you don't know what that is, take time to figure out what that is. Yes. When you start feeling the pressure to be something that you're not, take a break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's good sometimes to take breaks. Like when you're feeling the pressure of creativity, the times that I hate things that I'm passionate about is when I'm forced to do them. Right. 
<clears throat> you get what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. Where, I, I love video production and I love producing things or I love right. directing. But the second you tell me you have to do it and you got to have it done by tomorrow and then we have three more lined up and if you don't get these done by right. next week, like er everything's going to be over. Nothing's going to make me hate my passion more than being forced to do it. Yeah. And I think that the times that you're feeling like most pressured to um, do things that you love to do, but it's not in the way that you really want to do. Take a break. Right. Like, like your success is not riding on you meeting your next deadline and you need to know that. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just, it's, it's giving you like, sometimes why are you laughing over there? Good. Why are you smirking over there? <laughs> sometimes creativity, I think just takes that space. Like you're saying too, like it's got to breathe sometimes. I mean, Dude. you, you got to step away from, projects and so if you if you end up in and this is kind of hard when it becomes commercialized but if you end up in a high deadline high it, it can really squash a lot of that creativity or limit what it could be and i think that's the frustration for a lot yeah. of people is that they as creators will forever know like that's not what it was going to be i think and, even and that's yeah that's even hard. pressuring yourself like yeah. to like oh, i gotta keep yeah. up gotta keep up with you know like people, new content's coming out every day or new you right know? and that comes from from where? Well, I think it comes probably from our world. Like, you know how like they say that we are full of anxiety. A lot of it is not even just because of things that are happening. It's because our body, our adrenal glands are functioning too highly to where like we're we're releasing a lot of adrenaline into our bodies, uh, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're you're releasing so much adrenaline into your body that you don't know how to relax. So you're in this constant state of of like pressure, stress. pressure yeah, yeah. and stress, mm -hmm. stress and rush and rush and rush. Right. So I do think that you feel this pressure to like even when there's not a pressure. So what's funny is like everyone's you're going to have deadlines. You're going to have work deadlines. You're right. going to have things that have to, that have to be right. done. But then there's all, what's funny is you learn to run on that operating system where your body's like producing adrenaline or you're like running yeah. on that <laughs> plane to where you actually start rushing when it's like, why are you rushing? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Why are you? Like whether it be finishing a song or finishing a project, like why do I feel like I have to have it done right this second? Mm -hmm. What are you afraid that you might lose? Are you going to lose your following? Are you going to lose the people that want your product? Yeah. Are you going to, are you really going to lose all that if you don't have this done tomorrow? Yeah. Then what are you really building to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All those things you're right because the second that you start micromanaging creativity is the moment that it ceases to be it. Yeah, and I think it, it sterilizes it kind of in a way because it. it it's those imperfections like anybody and that's the funny thing like it's there's kind of a resurgence in shooting on film right now mm -hmm. i don't know if it's really a resurgence but people are doing it again no, so they're using full but that's format. what i'm saying but yeah. isn't that interesting and it's flawed like that's because the funny Sam, thing is it's not into that right yes. like yeah like it's like uh now 100%. let's go back to just like we we would people that had film would have done anything to have a dslr camera you know what i mean oh to yeah. be able to like take that like many we will never go back to film alone. again but yeah. now we have dslr cameras and yeah. we have all this stuff and it's like let's go back to film there's nothing like film right well, and and it's it, funny because it, it is it's a true. Like, there's, it's true. Like, there's it's, a different look. It's almost like, well, it's the same thing I think of like people that hunt with bows. Like, it's a lot easier to kill an animal with a gun. But there's some people that like that's the it's process, so and that's why is because it's more of like those are the hipsters of hunting. I think it shows. <laughs> like, doesn't it show too though? Like what we really crave. I think like I think yeah. like we try to yeah. remove challenge, but there's something in humanity that needs, needs challenge yes. to be able to thrive. Yes. You need you that need, resistance. You need the resistance. Yes. But I think you start to discover that, well, at least some people do, when things become convenient. Like, yeah. oh, well, we have all this technology that takes the work out of it, but now we want to go back to putting the work back into it. Yeah. Could you not and put a photo filter on it? You could probably, yeah, you could probably, yeah. but it's not going to be the same. Like, you, there's something in you that wants, wants it have to have to be work. It's permanent. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's also worth more. Like, I'll, I'll take, feels, we'll, yeah. we'll take those, like, camera strip 
pictures, you know, at yeah. like a booth. Like those are always like worth more than like yeah, that's true. the pictures on my phone. You know, yeah. like we always keep the those. digital. But see, right. why is that? Why do we know. think like that? I think because, because it's true. Like I mean, I, w- I would think of, like a, well, I would think like an actual picture then is worth more than something that I just see. I, yeah. I think it's because it's an experiential thing. So again, like when we started having phones in our pockets, and all of a sudden you can have thousands of photos. Like those photos, you have thousands of them. But anytime you have, especially there's something so permanent about film when you take it, you can't undo it. It's not digital. Like it's done at that point. So it's it's very much more. Like some would argue that's the art of it is that you have to nail it. Like yeah. you can't, you can, you can only do so much after that point. Like you can't film is different than you're not gonna be able to recover all the same things. It's, it's got different dynamics and it's much more permanent. So there's a different weight to it. Even when you're doing it, same thing do with you th- like, you don't think it's trend. You don't think it's trend. I think it's both. I think certain people that are looking for that, like for me, for instance, I, I don't know that I would, I would, I might do film for fun, but because of what I do and the level of, I'm trying to create story over everything. So, yeah. so for me, some people format is the, the utmost, right? They want it to be this designated genre or type, or it's a print. Maybe it's just film for theater. They don't want to do television. Like some people have really strict borders with format that they present what they're doing in. Yeah. Other people, I think like myself, like I am really, really driven by story. And so for me, a lot of my approach varies just depending on how I want to come across and tell that story. But I like using all of those elements. So, for instance, um, I'm going to be using a lot of digital photos. But one thing that I'm taking as a step in that direction is printing physical books, because I think there is something about holding an actual like interacting with it. It's hard to interact with digital and things, you, and, and I think we know that even though we don't know that. But have you reconciled that? Like, because I th- I agree. Yeah. First of all, I agree. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that there is something different about being able to touch, being yes. able to have. But at what point are you, are you just the old guy? At what point yeah. is are are like are, is that reality or or because it's like for example, I mean, I, again, I'm I don't know why I'm referencing Gary Vee a lot. It's like I'm not. I like him, but I don't know that I, yeah, anyway. But my point is like, he talks a lot about that, right? Which is, which is a very, very valid point. Like you're gonna, you quit telling people, quit telling your teenager that their friendships and relationships through a phone are not real. Yeah. They are real. 100%. You just, you just don't understand them because it's yeah. in a context that you're not familiar with. Yeah. yeah, the format's different. So, but that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. is like, like at what point are, you know, it's like, for example, Bible app, there's people, there's people that when the Bible app came out, like they still say this, right? Like, yeah, but you need an actual book. Like there's some, and it's like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but at what point is that just the security blanket of your generation? Yeah. At what point is that just because what you had, because right. the generation to come, like, for example, it feels less real. Well, for, yeah. for example, say like you're in a third world country and you've never had an actual tangible Bible and somebody gives you. Uh, a cell phone that has the Bible on it and then five years later they bring you a book which one do you actually choose right which one is more important then mm-hmm. right like how much of it has to do with what you were actually introduced to yeah. first I, I don't know I think that but but I do think it's exploratory in the sense that I think that there's some stuff that will come back around because it's trend like yeah. for example like 80 style jackets or 80 style clothing every once in a while we'll circle back into our line of fashion why because it's what's hip or what's what whatever but it's not always going to remain yeah. so I wonder sometimes with some of these things for, for me, where yeah. I'm at and trying to reconcile it is that I want to be the old guy that is con- that is saying, no, you need to you need to be able to touch. You need to yeah. if yeah. 
if that's not true. I, you know, and this is, I think it's not even that. I think it's honestly us having a sense of our history. Like, I think this is the problem is a lot of times we do this thing where we have a new thing. And so we're like, oh, we're not going to do it the old way anymore. And I think that's a decision you don't really have to make. Like what you do don't you mean? have it's to. Not, it's not so this instance, or that. You don't have to stop just because you shoot digital or you want to shoot digital doesn't mean you have to stop using film. And I think that's what people are realizing. So just because you have a car doesn't mean you can't ride a yeah, bike. Like why not walk somewhere every once in a while? Like yeah. it's, it's, we have this tendency to like we we need the newest to, and that's yeah. going to be our standard. And so it's like I think that's where we're that's kind of fracturing. Right. And because of the internet and accessibility to things like records and record players like those are still a thing like why print records right but every album that comes out now for the most part that has a decent following they're printing a lot of them do vinyls like why would you do that? that's a good point I, th- I do think that we should I think it's a sense of history I think well, it's knowing well it's history history and form not like it's yeah. like why would we why would we once we discovered so here's a good question once we discovered photography and digital art why do we paint pictures yeah but it's because it's a different it, thing. Isn't There's something it because, in the medium. Well, human. I think it's also human tendency. Human have a tendency to make an enemy of the old if you right. are the new. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying that their old is not bad right. and new is not better. Well, like they're different. Yeah. You know. So it's like what you were saying. You were talking yesterday, and you were saying something about, oh, that's not a this or that. Yeah. That's this and this that. and. And I so think that's like, the realization that's yeah, happening. It, it's yeah. it's it's uh, honoring of what has been, but it's just realizing that hey, yeah, this is new, yeah. and yeah, we have digital cameras that can make things a lot. Right easier but there may be a time that we might not want to use a digital camera and that should be good so we shouldn't shame what was old because yeah, what was old place. is yeah. what made well and what was old is what made way for what is new you right. you wouldn't have it, everything is steps right so if you didn't have that camera you wouldn't have this camera you well, get what and, i'm saying and, and the new is in some way imitating that so there's some aspect of that that they're trying to carry forward and and what you have to remember is that at at the beginning, there was still a difference. So there's some aspect to that, like the texture and quality in film. Right. It's a very hard thing to re-mimic. The same way like having a digital painting versus an actual painting, like there's a physical texture difference there. And, and they have like these new um, programs where you can basically composite a whole image like a photographer, but with fully fake images. So like you can basically Photoshop an entire image together. Yeah. And like computer programs are doing this. And I think a lot of people, you know, it raises the question for a lot of people that Isn't do that photography. Weird? They're like, yeah. is this going to be a photography killer? But I think that the thing, you, you can't ever teach a program how to be naturally creative or inspired. Like, it can only read what it can read, right? So it can't necessarily... Yeah, but I guess... but I don't, think it, I don't think it can... It can give you random, but it can't give you creative. Like I you, think that's the difference. Is, and I think that's what we're going to figure out is that as good as AI or something can be, it can only give you random. It can take what it's got and it can mix it up. Meaning creative, but creative meaning but creative sol- solving is, problems. Creative is potentially a whole new string of ideas, right? And and coming from a place of an existing knowledge. So you, even if you stumble, like... Because it's, it's not an algorithm. It's not an algorithm, do. right. But that's what they're trying to so do. I don't know. I, I mean, think that you could hit random, but you could never have it be... It's going to lack a depth that they're um, not going to understand. It's artificial. Yes. So it's like, yeah. it's like how he's saying if you have a computer generate a picture, that's like a, it's just an artificial image. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's not even a real thing. So like it goes what, what you were saying with the if you showed someone, hey, like here's a picture I took on a digital camera and here's a picture I took on film, whatever. It's just going to look like a nice picture and a crappy picture. Like, yeah. them. <laughs> aside from like the history and right, like, without right. the con- like context or meaning of what yeah. when, when it was introduced and yeah. things like that. But um, at what point at what point are you just being non-progressive, though? Like, for example, like 
You ever heard like people talk about music that is like real live band and acoustic mm -hmm. and then you get into like, oh, everybody's a producer now. Right. And but you're making beats on your computer. That's not real music. That's like that's different. Right. You know what I mean, because it's beats like at what at what point? Oh, that's not a real picture. That's an edited picture and editing isn't the same. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the yeah. no filter. Is that filter? Or is it no filter? Right. right. At what point are you just that guy? You know what I mean? That is always skeptical, skeptical of what is new I think, and trying to diminish yeah. it and being like, oh, you ha you're talking to your friends on a phone. Dude, uh, people that's like that don't have, don't have friends, though. Really. That's not real. I know. But at what point do you become that guy oh, without right. without intentionally? Saying. Like there's certain areas of like you talk with an older person and you hear tones of racism in, uh -huh. in like things that they're saying. It's like you don't want to be that guy. No. Right. Your culture has no. made you that guy. And you're so programmed and hardwired. If I asked you if you were racist, you'd be like, I don't have a racist bone in my body. And yet everything that you're saying is racist. racist. Yeah. Two points from you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like yeah. at what point? Like if you're gonna be the guy, like I want to be, Did I don't want to be that guy. Is what right, I'm saying. Yeah, like right. I don't want to be the guy that, like, oh, those relationships aren't real. Oh, that creativity's not yeah. real. It was better when. Part of like, culture. I want to, I want to appreciate it all. Yeah. Right. I think part of culture though, like, like, expects that. You know, well, well, they're the, you know, that's the older generation. Like, so what part do you stop being open-minded or start, start, stop learning new things? And that's know? probably what it boils down to. Being it's willing accepted. to. I, I can't. I'm, being well, willing to, I guess, engage, still, yeah. if you're, if that's the whole thing, right? If you're going to remain a part of the conversation, you have to be a part of it. Like you have right. to get in it, get in it. Like you got to be willing to say, Hey, talk me through this. How are you talking to people on here? What is that like? Like yeah. versus just saying, no, that's not, it's part of like being inquisitive right. and, and being hungry to learn. And then also realizing that just because it's new doesn't mean it's an enemy to what is old. Right. I do think there's an equal responsibility for the new to validate the old because I think the old could just naturally by tendency be insecure that because there's something new that they are has been or unimportant. So I think like there's part of responsibility for things that are created to ce celebrate what has been created. Right. If we really want to solve this problem, like if mm -hmm. we really want people to realize that, hey, um, you know, new is not an enemy to old and all those kinds of things. Right. And, and whether it be the every medium can continue to be valid you know mm -hmm. it's like you know for now we still do use radio there's still right. theater there's still television and there's social media so we're building upon it but you i don't want to be the guy that's like oh i'm not well and i think i'm that, not going there i, you know? I think yeah. i think that that's one of those those areas that, that that's if you can if you can tear down the walls around that idea that you have to pick a format or singular format or that you can't like I think that the, what's happening now, hopefully with all of these old aspects kind of coming back around and uh, is that the creativity for certain people like that will be their, their lane and that's going to be where they shine. And I think that opening yourself up to the idea of trying it in a different way, it's like you're saying, like listening to new music. I, I think it almost takes having a conversation with somebody that does like it to feel, figure out what it is for them. Yeah. Because again, things as they progress, if you feel like you're not part of that, I feel like that's the easiest way to try to engage um, with somebody like that and try to understand the newer trends. But you realize newer. how rare that is. I was with oh, this guy yeah, who's like 100%. in his um, in his fifties. I was like, <laughs> "What? Who's your favorite artist?" Guess what he said. He's a white guy in his fifties, jet black hair. Johnny Cash. Nicki Minaj. Oh my gosh. And I said, Nicki Minaj? He yeah, says, man. yeah, and Cardi B. There and I go. was like, but what's funny is how weird that is. Like, that's yeah. so weird. But why is that weird? Because I don't expect somebody in their right. 50s to be on trend with people that are like, yeah, it today. But I think that's, I think that little Mickey, bit of that Mickey is. Nicki Minaj, what is that video? <laughs> Remember that video when the person's like, Mickey Minaj? 
You know what I'm talking about? Type yeah. in Mickey Minaj. See it, Bob. <laughs> a Mickey, Mickey Minaj. Dude, she. So, but I think that's another sign of too of like the technology expanding. I think like things like the iPhone and having Mickey Minaj, Spotify video. or whatever. I think you come into contact with more. And I, my thing is like, okay, here's what general. I'm. I, I want to say this too. I don't think it's yeah. bad to not like the new. Right. Like if that's just right. not your preference. style, you, your preference. But my stuff, my my stuff, my thing is like, at least make sure that you're owning that position. Like, right. like have you thought through that? Have so a like, valid reason. So, like for example, in the church world, like with the creation of technology, and yeah. like you need a real Bible. Like I get it. Like, and I and there's certain aspects of that I would own or subscribe to that line of thought. But do you know why or why do you think that? Do you mm-hmm. think that it is? Is it like? Are you acknowledging or owning for yourself that, hey, this is preference and because I feel something different, right. which may be because you have hit it's the history thing right. because I have experience with the book. It means more to me than the new generation because they never had the book. Maybe it doesn't mean as much to them, but at least can you own that for you well, maybe, rather, yeah. Than, yeah. rather than projecting the pressures of your generation onto the next. Right. You know Letting what I mean? Be a barrier. Yeah. You kind Allowing of making a barrier you. out of something that's really but, a preference. But for you. yeah. But yeah. So, and so my thing is just drawing those those mental partitions right. in your own mind to say, hey, it's new, but it's not. It's just what is, right. you know, and I'm going to keep doing what I do because it it's powerful to me and it gives mm-hmm. sentiment to me and it helps me feel secure. And I need that for my own soul. Right. But maybe there's a generation that doesn't. And right. I don't know and I don't have to know, but I'm on the road to discover, you know, what that all kind of yeah. looks like. I don't know. It was Mickey Minaj. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's somebody I saw in real life. You ever see somebody in real life that like says he things wrong like that? And, I, and you're like, dude, this should this should be a video. Yeah. Oh, there's so many times. I still have a bunch of gym videos that I'm waiting to post. Gym for videos? Yeah, yeah, sneak gym videos <laughs> of people. Do you ever worry somebody that's in the video is going to see it? Um, no, because I'm fully capable, comfortable. Like if you want to video me, if I'm doing something silly, dude, then video me. Video if it. I deserve it, then video me. Right. Because if you deserve it, what well, happens all the time? Like if you, you, if you deserve it, I'm videoing you. <laughs> so if I'm doing it, hey, that's fine. Listen, you're putting on a show. Camera's coming out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So right? you can't listen, be doing something and then, showing expect, up, so um, then expect me not to video you. You know what I mean? If you're doing a silly goose exercise on something that shouldn't Let's be done. You know how many videos Nick got taken of him with these dreads? Oh yeah, all the time. I bet. I bet. Is it, do, you, do you ever give him like the wait till you know they're hard and locked in on you and then give him the look over the shoulder right <laughs> yeah, in the camera? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you could ask for a picture. But like if you're doing, if you're doing like a hard neck day at the gym, you better, you better believe Nothing that like a hard I'm, neck day. I'm going to video you working your neck, dude. Mm. You know what I mean? So you many know bridges. what I'm saying? So yeah. many bridges. If you're like working, doing like a toe workout or something, like, Dude, I'm gonna video you, man. Getting the getting the bars up here and giving the old. Yeah, people do silly, silly stuff. I like it when they do things like cross their legs. With the you know what's also funny to me when people do family pool days at the, at the uh, gym. You know what I mean? And there's like lanes, dude. We're here to we're here to get some laps in. Yeah. And you yeah. you brought your blow up pelican. You know what I'm saying? Right. Trying to float and lounge. Like trying this is an exercise pool. We're How long gym. have we been going? Um, hour and a half. Are you serious? Yeah. So can we break for the restroom? No, no, we'll wrap up here pretty. We'll wrap up here. <laughs> no, you have to go that bad? I was just going to go if we're going to keep going. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was going to go. Yeah, we can keep going for you. Hey, I want you to tell talk about what you're doing, though, because... I was, um, I was trying not to you know, override what you were talking about. What? Just any of it. Like, I had spots that I just didn't want to, like... Well, bring the plane Listen. on in. So, you, I want you to talk about, you know, the project that you're working mm-hmm. on, the business that you're starting... Tell people kind of like what it is and, you know, some of your goals in accomplishing it because you may be out there and you may know people or know what Nate's doing. Nate is one of the 
most creative minds that I know um, outside of the box thinkers. So I think it's really cool what you're doing. Maybe just talk a little bit about, about it so people can understand. Yeah. So um, I'm starting, we're starting a, a production company called Clay Jar Media, and it's based on an idea that we've kind of been putting in practice already. Um, and so it's a, a production company that focuses on small to medium sized nonprofits that are in particular in a tight spot with things like budgeting and ability to in any way get out the word about what they're doing or tell their story or have a way for people to find or connect with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I like doing personally, my conviction, my passion is storytelling. And I think that what I wanted to do was line that up with the ability to to make a difference, make an impact. And and for us, Starting at a place where uh, we can go in and partner with a nonprofit, like I have a I have a trip coming up in in October, you know October, where I'm going in and I'm partnering with a teaching hospital called CMC um, that's out of Valora in India, and they are they are probably one of the leading and largest teaching hospitals worldwide, just based on the the amount of people that they put through that mm-hmm. college. And and for people in, in a culture like this, like the, the fascinating thing is, is that it's a game changer on a different level. Like we, it's, it's different than a, a college education in, in a Western world of like, it's going to get you a good job. Like this is the difference between the rest of your life and poverty for you and your family or right. potentially going to the Western world. So it's, it, it has all these aspects of that. And, and, it's, it's stories kind of like these and stories where they come in and they're, they're changing a culture and a society and they're they're building community around doing the right thing for people and focusing towards people like those are the stories I feel like we could do a better job as a community of celebrating and so right. coming in one of the things we want to do is is first and foremost celebrate the the individuals that are on the ground and already making a difference a lot of times these people are from within the community themselves and so they know the issues best and we feel like those would be the best people to to partner with give a platform to and really help become visible to people that can make a difference for them whether that be through financial connection or volunteered time um, and really focusing on not just the organizations themselves but the lives they're impacting directly and the changes that they're having Um, and and our our hope and vision and dream for this is that as we build this community and we do projects um, it gives people an opportunity to get involved, to become a part of something bigger than themselves, maybe find a par- project that they're passionate about. Um, that's kind of our concept is we're not really limited on what we're doing. We're gonna be doing everything from water projects to humanitarian aid to any form of, of relief. And, and so really we're looking for those stories of people that are on the ground making a difference, but don't have the things they yeah. need to really solve so, the need. Right, yeah. so it's people that I think what's cool about it is, is people that are making a big impact that don't have big money and because right. they don't have big money, they don't have a big voice. Right. And the thing that you see in our world is it's the big voices that get to continue to be louder and right. yet the big voices right. aren't always the representation well, of the majority. And so yeah. what I think what's cool about what you're doing is you're taking people that are actually affecting real change in the world mm-hmm. and you're allowing Directly. them to have a voice that maybe the society and the world in our world doesn't necessarily let them have because maybe they have big influence and they're making a big dif- bigger difference right. than than a lot of the big voices, but their voice doesn't have an ability to be amplified because they don't have money to payroll a person maybe right. to create content in a world that's driven by content and all the all right. of this become visible right kind of visible stuff. in an internet world like that takes a certain level of especially if you want to get noticed like production it's hard to do 
when you're in the situation itself. And so a lot of times being able to come into the situation and tell that story and commit our time and our attention to them and really help break down those walls, like we think that's really the best way to go about solving some of our biggest issues. Like yeah. we, we always try to start from top down. We always try to start from how do we solve all poverty? Well, that's a hard, that's a yeah. tough pill to swallow. And so it's, it's, it's what if we can start with one and really build and getting people connected where like, you know, we, we always try to do through a lot of governmental approach and a governmental aid. And then there's other individuals who a lot of times try to go out and individually connect. And sometimes it's just hard. It's hard to find the right organization or one that's going to make like, where are you going to make the most impact? That's a very hard thing to really find out unless you want to do a ton of research. And a lot of places aren't easy to find. Yeah. So if you can come into a space and you can find a project that you're passionate about, then that's your ticket. And I think that's really what I think it's as much for us about people over here as it is of people over there. I mean, I think that one of the most important things for us as people is to be able to find a place for our, us as individuals to connect and make a difference. Yeah. And I think that that clay jar media, what we do is we're giving people an opportunity because we were staying primarily in aspects of projects and things crowdfunded and really working to get people involved on an, on an affordable level and a way that they can be a part of something and it's going to give back and it's going to be something that keeps going. It's not just a one time thing yeah. as far as an experience, but we're connecting with a place that will continue to go back to and tell stories from and you may one day go visit and it becomes a thing where you know for for our India trip the upcoming trip it's you know 17 almost $18,000 to do a full 30 minutes hour long feature documentary piece on this story and and with that comes out things like we we're talking about printed books with photos and really trying to give the story itself the depth we feel like it deserves the wings, and the it, wings, the wings to be able to have and, a, and making it an experience that you can step into like we're yeah. trying to take you there with us. And so in that storytelling, um, that's really what we are. We're working towards crafting and and really kind of peeling back the layers of like, you know, there's I the idea kind of came to me of like, you know, even like a Mother Teresa started somewhere and that was one person that was like, I'm going to make a difference. Yeah. And they start small. And like how many if we if we took time and attention and focused on those, how many more of those could we find? Yeah. How many and, mother and with the right. Yeah. With the right backing, with the right amount of attention, with the right platform to be heard in the need that they have and the change that they're making as they go and they're adapting like that to me like I, I've got kids and so for me a lot of this is like what world do you want for them like what world do you want to see what what aspects can you change in order to you know those are the heroes I want to put in front of my kids not like all of the news stories and the horrendous stuff and all of the doomsday like that's always going to be there there's always going to be aspects yeah. of that but so much of it is like we are we are a lot of times I feel like looking around the situation we're in even on a generation where we have the, the opioid crisis, we have all these things. I think that one of the primary things I mean, aside from obviously addiction itself, but it, is that it's there's a hopelessness. And I think a lot of that hopelessness is that we don't have we don't see that change happening. Yeah. But it's not that it's not happening. It's not that it's, it's that not happening. That right. And that's exactly it. Is that, yes. It. It's, and, and then that's the stories like we're really looking for. Because it's not that it's not happening. It's just that when it is, it's not often featured. Well, because it's not it's not what gets ratings. Right. right? Like right. That's, And that's, I think, the thing that's awesome about what you're doing is right. you're saying 
hey, there's more than the news station that you're watching, and there's more than just like your reality TV program. Like, right. There's good things happening in the world, and so don't get it twisted right. to think that we're so doomed just because or give the, up hope, right? Yeah, the yeah, negative voices that, are right. are getting the most. And the thing is too, like if if you want to change reality, you have to know what's real first. And I think that there because because mainstream media is so controlled by right. pocketed areas right. in you know the United States. You miss out that just because it's what's being made public does not mean that's what everybody thinks. And that right. doesn't mean what everybody's life is like that. And I think the cool thing, if you could show more of these people that are, you know, impacting or doing cool things or doing things different well, than just what you're seeing on TV, you yeah. do have the opportunity to shift a culture in some ways. If we could find a way to give voices to right. people, to give voices to people that maybe society doesn't currently say that they're important because they don't have enough followers and they don't have enough money. Right. Yeah, and accessibility, and there's not enough right. There's not enough attention given to it, and so nobody's highlighting that. And, and, so that, and what you're if, saying even in the world beyond the beyond, yeah. I mean, I'm talking. I mean, we our heart in all of this is definitely to do projects here locally, as far as in the U.S. and outside. Because I think, I mean, I would love to do. You know, I've told I've told you this. I'd love to do like a Flint, Michigan water project, one where where they're they're dealing with that crisis there and yeah. of course there's governmental aid but there's also a lot of people in there from nonprofit what organizations what is the whole thing with working. Flint Michigan they are having they are having issues with their water their water so it's it's kind of just the whole Flint in general has kind of just become very run down and very like a lot of the auto culture left a lot of those manufacturing jobs things like that they shift they've had economic hardships and so it's become kind of a an area that a lot of the countries kind of, I feel like for me personally, I feel like is turned away from like kind of just like averted your eyes. But yep. there's, there's, there's some areas there where it's like a tro like crazy atrocious, like not crazy livable conditions. Like you can't drink water. You can't. And so you have no water, like you have no water in your house. And so it's, you're either, I don't even know. And I know they're, they're working towards addressing some of that, but it's things like that where when there's somebody trying to do that and they're struggling to do it, and the money sitting over here, like I think that's a frustration for a lot of people. And I think that when you make it something that is manageable, because we've spread it out broadly versus having it be so specific, it becomes a lot more attainable. I mean, there's going to be. I I really think that if you put something like that out on the internet, I don't think that there is a way if we build the right format for it that it doesn't find an audience because there's going to be somebody that that's your niche that hits home for you. Yeah. And so so creating this space for people to kind of come in and discover what that is for them like that's our our real goal in it as we yeah. build and do projects. Well, as and I we think go. I think the cool yeah. thing about it too is you're pushing it's exactly the I mean kind of the crux of some of the conversations you're pushing to do stuff that isn't really being done and yeah. if we can fight to give voice to things that really need voice like that can be a platform right. for areas of change yeah areas we can have impact as as individuals and i think that you know we know on an economic sense that we kind of you know they talk about it like we vote with our dollars and i think that's 100 percent true so the other thing it does is that if we get enough momentum behind it it draws attention from the people that do do it based on monetary things and what if those people get behind it and, and not even in the sense of us specifically but say oh we need to start doing projects like yeah. this like yep. that, that for me, like it's, it's weirdly an area where like the more competition, the, the merrier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause it's like, you can't, you can, you're not going to exhaust projects. You're not going to exhaust. I mean, if we do, then we're having a whole other conversation. So, but I think it's, it's one of the reasons we wanted to keep the, the topics broad too, is cause I think all of these issues from my perspective are really inter inter interlinked. And mm. so 
you have people like say your primary concern is is obviously you know, a lot of people are concerned about climate change and and where that's headed and is climate change real I think something's happening. I mean, I think it's hot. <laughs> so, I mean, beyond, but beyond, beyond that. Yeah, but isn't that yeah. because of the, uh, isn't that because I, of the cow farts? Uh, they say methane, but I think it's more, I think no, it's I'm more. No, I'm serious. That's what that's. The, there's some, there's some people that think it's methane, but I think that. No, like seriously. Beyond, like, but, but I mean, even if you think about it, well, think about, okay, this is much, a prime example. You live, in, you live in, listen, you live you in Fresno. You are laughing. You don't think so? <laughs> Like we have too many cows, and I because, totally because our meat fights. industry, like people are blaming it on the no. car. No, but they're blaming it on the cars. But really, the problem is we have too many cows, and I the flatulence of the cows is actually what is changing the climate. It's burning the layers. What are we gonna do? Burning a hole in the sky, dude. You know the result. You know how they treat. You know how they because stop we're that? we're eating too much meat. This is the whole thing. We got to get back to hunting and gathering, right? Like we got. Right. We're gonna, it's not that meat's bad, well, but this mass but production again, of right, it. Right, right, and not just that, but I think I think that a lot of the times we try to separate those issues, but I think that. What, they're all poverty, connected? poverty. Yeah, I mean, if we don't approach poverty, like you're never going to get people to care about climate change. So if that is, if that is something you agree with, and it is your passion, then it's one of those things. But where, what is? How do you define poverty? How do you define poverty? Like basic, uh, facing, basic, basic like, necessities not being met. Yeah, human basic necessities. Like you have to. Because poverty is also relative in some ways. It is 100 percent relative, and I think that again, um, it's more where, and again, I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's more a stasis of. You don't have to have Resource. people. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's hard to explain, and that's why we want to do these films because it's hard to explain until you see it. But when you see children living like four feet from an active train that travels every four ten minutes through there, and they've lived there for twenty years because they can't get out and they can't go anywhere else. Why don't people just move though? Because there's nowhere to go. Montana. These are people in India, Nick. <laughs> but you, know you want what? them to swim? I don't know, but you. <laughs> <laughs> But I was not exactly boatsman. But honestly, but don't you think we're also overpopulated in the wrong areas? Like when I, I mean, I get like yeah. you, you say. I don't you know. I go to that, certain places gonna, in the U.S. and I'm like, right. nobody lives here, and right. yet there's a billion, majillion people in Los Angeles. Like right. spread out, dude. Right. Like. Right. I don't know, maybe but, not. But. but part of that is is we, we also live in a culture where you have to be connected. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're coming out of this culture, though, where you had to be connected to a place, right? I mean, you worked somewhere. So that's where like L.A. gets big like L.A. is big, because, again, if you want to be in L.A. and work in L.A., you have to be in L.A. and work in L.A. There's no remote. That wasn't a thing. But it is more and it more is now. now. So now you're talking about, well, maybe it'll start to shrink in. Yeah, because everybody thinks sense. like we have no room. Right. But there's a lot of dude. Like, what is it like the majority of Canada and still like uninhabited? You want to invade Canada? Well, I'm saying like there's there's we got room, dude. Well, I'm, yeah, you can say that, but I mean, like, there's lots of rooms in this house, what, you right? Know you I mean? can say, but you can say that you got room, but you're also talking a lot about that's wilderness, so that takes money to develop. That's you what we've always done. You know what I mean? We like, have, but since when? Like no, well, but but you got to say like we've always done. But when was the last time we really did that? I'm saying get a hammer, and get a tractor, Nick. We're gonna film a documentary. Start I'm gonna take mowing, you to a field. Growing, dude. I'm, we're gonna take you to a field. I'm mowing, gonna have you dig your own well. We're gonna build your own house out of the trees. Let's call it mowing it. and growing. Mowing and growing. Ripping and ripping. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what that I mean? That would be interesting to see how far you could get with like nothing. Like just show up and just. They did it before. We just got weak. You say they dude. did it before, but we, we got we, weak. But that's a whole. That's whole industry. We got strong in our minds and weak with our hands. That's, that's whole. Well, that's just not just that. But you talk about like again progress and moving forward they moved away from hand tools now you have to be a big ass excavators and there's different levels of code yeah but what are you gonna do when it pretty much it's a robot doing it now what about when we don't modular even do homes, it because dude, we they'll just drop them off amazon will just drop them off you get it today 
But Tune isn't it, what's weird too is like what people like even for homes now is different than what they used to like. Like some like you were just telling me that you folks. like you want to live in a micro home or I a small house. I didn't say micro home. You want to live in I said a, I didn't I we, we yeah, we wanted we've we've capped our house size. But that that's that shifts, right? Like there's different people that like you know, the more house the better, the less yeah. but some people you guys, live on a like, boat, Nick. House boat. <laughs> That's That's real. Yeah, those are kind of cool, like in the um, up in Seattle. Dude, you can like go spearfishing off that. You want to go live like for real on the grid? You could do that. That'd be almost easier. Spearfishing, dude. Spearfishing, live on your pontoon boat. That'd be ocean. such a weird thing to live on a boat like that, right? Definitely not for everybody. No, my wife would probably die of seasickness. I don't know. I think that there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot still out there that's yet to be explored. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Did and that's. I think. I think that's a lot of <laughs> my whistle. You know. We got to get out there. I got to do it. And that's well, where there's more. There's more. Stories. There's more. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just think like sometimes I don't know. There's there's problems that need to be solved that we're needing to solve. And then, uh -huh. there's, then there's problems that we're making problems out of out of 100 can be easily 100%. solved, you know. But that's and that's where I think, again, if you've got something that you're passionate about, I think it's just really giving people an opportunity to connect and take action like. Yeah. Give something because I think that's where you get a little bit hopeless is where you feel like you have all this desire and this, you know, I'm curious. I'm curious to see too if if our society does end up going full circle back towards the tribe, and what I mean is back towards like more community oriented lifestyle. I think we have to. I think we've gone too far the other direction. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. I I wonder yeah. if it eventually is going to loop back around because mm -hmm. I think people are going to get tired of the like. It's like what we're saying, like the photo thing, right? Like you want to oh, have to yeah. work for it. Yeah. So like eventually, when everything is delivered to us, we don't have to lift a finger. We're mm -hmm. not leaving our homes. At some point, are we going to be hungry for connection again? Like, yeah. at some point, are we going to be like, dude, let's get some chickens and, like, harvest our own eggs and let's grow our own food? Like, is it going to lead back to the type of community I where we help? part of that. I mean, I, there's, I think there's, there's a trend to that now. So for some people, I think it is that. Part, so part of me thinks yes, and then part yeah. of me thinks no. And the part of me that thinks no is because I think our society is just so intoxicated. Yeah. We're so, we're so drunk plug. on this idea of success that we will never be sober enough to see what is actually reality. I, you know, yeah. Like part of, so part of me Step has the, out of it. part of yeah. me has you know the the alphas of the world. They're going to think on a different level. The thinkers, you know, mm -hmm. call them what you want. The leaders, the way the people that are going to think and, and maybe say, you know what, what really matters is human connection. Right. And then I do think there's this group of people that you are an addict, and your addict is to adrenaline, into going, into yeah. success, and you will never see clearly the, because the you, machine. because you are always going to be intoxicated. Right. And you know when you're drunk, it becomes you, circular. Yeah, you're you're in that that loop. Yeah, just and so you will always just you'll be the what was that movie with what's his name, where like the world just fell apart and they had like Gatorade coming out of the water fountains instead of oh, water. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. So like good. you end up being so the, good. So there's people that will end up being that type. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just I, I do. Zone into nothingness. They live in virtual reality. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. I, th I think that you might have a divide. Like you might have, I mean, I would hope that you have a divide. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's, everybody. but these problems are not our problems. You know what I mean? These are your kids, 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 probably, you know? Yeah. So we're just, unless we're all just jacking in at that point, like going on VR, <laughs> virtual reality. Yeah. Just uploaded. Let's upload. Just listen, you gotta, you gotta tap Nate. into the main feed and then you, you upload. You're there. Yeah. In VR. I mean, maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's going to go full circle and we'll read real books in VR. So like you have to actually hold and turn the pages in the VR yeah. book. 
So you'll be in virtual like a, reality, like but you'll be loop, actually dude. holding an it's actual. It's kind of like book. how it's kind of like how there was pianos, and then there were keyboards that were crappy, and now they've come full circle to like, well, you can do like all the sounds. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like, well, I don't want to play a piano. Why would I do that? I could have this actual piano. It's come full circle where now we play an electric piano to get a piano sound. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. World within a world. That, so meta. That's so meta. Leonardo DiCaprio. Listen, tip your chair back. What is three deep? What Inception. is that? Hey, Inception. You got to lay off the gym world. with all this alpha talk, bro. Dude, he's getting real. Need, you need someone to check you, Nick, and I'm and checking I mean you. Testosterone. I'm not, just to bring, a, not to bring up the alphas. Sometimes again, but, uh, I feel like. Uh, sometimes like I'm an alpha living in a world of betas, dude. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I feel like a like a alpha wolf living in a wolf of beta dogs, dude. Sometimes I feel. Sometimes I feel. You feeling it? Sometimes I feel like I'm feeling it. Sometimes I feel like freaking like a wolf gang. Sometimes I feel <laughs> like a motherless child. Nate, you know what we haven't done in a while is a song what? off the cuff with harmony, where you just start singing. No, I don't like the start. Oh. Give it to him, Nate. So you want me to yeah. start? This is what we do. We just start singing a song, and then we jump. And then Nate follows wherever we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. I am a boy from the woods. I am a boy from the woods. I've held many birdies. I've caught many raccoons. I've eaten some macaroons after dinner. Fantastic. Oh, uh, that was enjoyable. When we ate macaroons after dinner, that was something else. I thought you said raccoons. I was singing <laughs> raccoons. No, I've handled that was a southern I've song. Ha- that was country western. No, I said I've hand. I've caught lots of raccoons. Mm. I've eaten lots of macaroons. Mm. My favorite is when you said birdies and he said burdens. <laughs> variation. Alternative. Uh, what's your favorite music right now? Mm. Oh, remember know. his hit, Force It Down Again? Oh, yeah. Nate Hand wrote a song. That's on the hard drive Force somewhere. Down again. It's gone forever. No, Torch me with on, your flames. Put me out with hydrants. Dude, that was the, in the emo days. Stone castles crumble. I say, know your song better you than you do. Face down in the water. By Dashboard Starving for the air. That is weird, huh? Drowning in silence. Bum, bum, bum. Force it down again. Force it down again. Listen, I was heavy into Dashboard at that point. Force it down again. What is it? <laughs> what, 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 is a, what is a Dashboard Confessional song? Uh, what is a Dashboard Confessional song? Oh, I totally just drew a blank. I'm thinking of... He's got another band that I can't think of. What's his song? His song was Force It Down Again. Uh, he's singing my song. Yeah, Torch Me With Your Flame. What were you he's forcing listening. down again? Yeah, talking about, it was talking about it was um, super religion, listen. right? It was, no. Dude, that's the thing with emo music. It, I mean, was, it literally could mean anything. It's like, dude, anything. what are you forcing know, down again? You said again? something about You said probably something was about, throwing you know up what what I mean? Are you eating your spin, Are you eating vegetables was, and you don't want to be eating vegetables? It was, yeah, a, it, was. it was a song of foresight and... I was feeling nauseous about how I'd feel hearing it years later, and, and you I'd say, have to force it you down say, again. Nick, just force it down again. Yeah. One more hey, time. The, the dashboard. Yeah. The dashboard. Yeah, there you go. Vindicated, Dude. man. Vindicated. Vindicated. Man. I am selfish. That will put me in my feels, oh, man. That song will put me in my feels. I am right, you know I'm right. It, that will put me in my feels like any Christina Perry song. Yeah. That and any Christina Perry song instantly <sighs> in my feels. Listen. 
That and Dave Matthews. Pull up the video of him dancing again, dude. We're going to wrap up with that. We should play out. Just Dave doing a jig, dude. Just jigging. <laughs> Just, yeah. He gets, he gets loose. Just loose as a goose, man. He's here for silly goose times. Hey, you want to you wanna try to rhyme off and see who can't rhyme? Like, I'll give you a word and you got to rhyme with okay. it. And then we go back and forth until we can't rhyme no more. Okay. Elephant. Elephant. Not a word. Hey, how do you know? <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Elephant. Go ahead. Uh, here we go. <laughs> with elephant, I don't know. Here we go. Orange. Um, here we go. Bonnet. Sonnet. Comet. It's there. It's <laughs> there. It is so there, dude. Bonnet. Comet. Dude, it's right. so there. Hey, you ever do like a freestyle rap battle? Sometimes I just rhyme to my children at random to see if they catch on. Like, here That's I happening. am, sitting at the table, sitting with Mr. Ann and Green Gables, just chilling, chilling Who's like... Green Gable? It's Ann and Green, Green Gables. Gables is a story. It's a story, right? Oh. Like a book? It's a, it's a movie. It's an old movie. Clark Gable? No. Father. I think that was her father. Father Clark. It was his first child, therefore Green. Mm. Green Gables. <laughs> this whole story. There's so many things. So many things that we talked about. Where's the day video? Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready for this? Are we almost done? Is there anything else you want to discuss? I think we'll wrap it up here. That was a good That's combo. Good. That's a good combo. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, basically the, the point of this podcast has been just just do what Dave would do. Listen, get out that box. Do it for Dave. Do it for Dave, dude. Do it. Oh, God. What a legend. See you next time, folks.